episode 118 christmas time has come and gone but for your listening pleasure jesse will now sing the christmas carol of his choosing <laughs> go ahead jesse <laughs> oh can we get an audience recommendation um uh uh oh holy night oh holy night oh I might, I might have to look up all the lyrics of that one <laughs> i dare you to we'll wait yeah we'll wait while Jesse's looking that up, this is the last show of 2013. Cannot believe how quickly it's gone. We're going to share with our listeners tonight some... We're going to kind of do something that has been against our better judgment. Because we're excited about what we're doing here. And we want our listeners to understand how important they all are to what we're doing. And, and I think... You know, we get these questions a lot, you know, specifics about downloads, this kind of stuff. We're going to share a little bit of that with you guys tonight as well, just because we want everybody to kind of, I don't know. I mean, this is, it's awesome. To, and I, Everyone shares in the success, exactly. I think, is what you're looking exactly. to say. That's how I feel. Yep. That's exactly I mean, what it is. Yeah. So, Jesse, you got those lyrics. Oh, I got them up right here. Are you really going to do this? <laughs> the mic's yours, dude. Rock it. I mean, the normal voice or the... Oh, holy night, <laughs> the stars are brightly shining. Like <laughs> that? That's good? Don't keep going, man. Don't stop. Wow. That's all I got. Oh. Now, here, I, I've got to give you mad props, Jesse, because, like, uh. if Dan would have pulled that on me and called that song, I don't even know that freaking song. Uh. You had, like, the tune down and everything. That was pretty good, yeah, I, man. I've heard it. I just didn't know the lyrics, so. I'm impressed. Good yeah. job. We all got to sacrifice sometimes. And yeah. thank you for keeping with what we all now know to be your real voice. Yeah. Yeah. That ballless falsetto sound. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna throw a, a real wrench in when Dan's doing post because now I switch, you know, switching back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> ballless falsetto. That's my new favorite term. I'm gonna start using that a lot. All right, good. That's how I'm it's gonna like refer to every time like I bog my helicopter or whatever, I'm gonna say, look at that ballless falsetto. <laughs> <sighs> so Christmas has come and gone. Did anybody get anything good? Kelly related? Uh, I definitely related? got some. Well, I, you know, yeah, sure. Or, or not. See, Helly Christmas is like every day for me. So I tend <laughs> to I tend to ask people to just yeah, get Black me Friday more was just sort of normal yeah. everyday pedestrian type. Well, did you get anything Christmas. did you get anything cool? 
Oh, I, yeah, I got lots of stuff that I liked, but it has no bearing on our typical conversation here. Oh, Justin, I'm just going to move right past you. Nick, what'd you get? Yeah, I think you should move on. <laughs> I got an iPad. Nice. Yep. Nice. I got a new iPad mini. So, rock I'm on. Sweet. Jesse? I got a new lens for my Sony camera, and I also got a GoPro Hero 3. Hey, got a question about which, which which then led me to buy a 550. What? A T Rex? Yes. With six propellers, unfortunately. A oh. 550 with six propellers. I, I love the reasoning on this too. Yeah. Go 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 for it, Jesse. Yeah, because he Justin and I texted like, back and forth for so like it's, a couple of hours. Yeah, it's it's kind of like okay, so you know, obviously after having DJ on last week, the whole multi rotor thing just is kind of churning for the week, and you know, I've really been thinking a lot about it, and I I really did not expect to get a GoPro. This was completely off the wall. Was you know, didn't expect it at all, and then as soon as I get it, my reasoning is. Well, shoot, now I'm halfway to an aerial setup. I might as well, I got to go the rest of the way now. I, I literally have no choice. Well. So I, I pulled the trigger. I bought a complete, the the gim, you know, the gimbal, the NASA, the flame wheel 550, the whole thing. Damn, dude, it's dude. a killer setup too, man. He's yeah, not I, talking about any crappy oh no, stuff. Nope, huh. I bought the... The DJI, the Zemu gimbal, the yeah, it should be, it should be good. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for you, dude. Can you? I'm yeah, brushless yeah. gimbal. Can you? Awesome. Can you sense my excitement? <laughs> can you? I, I can. I can. Yeah. This is this is pretty. You know, this is pretty balls deep for a, a normally highly frugal one. That's like true. Is. That's well, true. That was my well, first. My first is, thing. It was like he's like, dude. So he's texting me. He's like, well, what do you think about this? You know, how much payload will it take? So on and so forth. And we got all through that. And I, and I said, well, okay, so what did you decide on? And he's like, dude, I, it, it's got the Zenmuse brushless, the NASA, <laughs> the 550, all the bits and pieces. And it's, on, what was it, on sale for? Well, it's it's not even a, I don't think it's a sale. A DJ I just put together, they're new. It's called a photography package. And so you get the five the the airframe, all the electronics, yep. the Zemus, the NASA V two, um, all for eight hundred bucks. Dude, Damn, dude, that's a that killer deal. Just, and that, I mean, that's, that's a four hundred dollar like, gimbal on its own. And does it come with GPS, dude? Yep, and the GPS unit. Oh man, yeah. So that's... literally, all I bought was a receiver, a battery. And some carbon fiber props, and that's it. And that's in the and I'm in the air. Amazing, <sighs> Jesse. But Jesse, my Jesse. first thought was like, Dan, they're they're probably paying him pretty good in these four weeks of Christmas work. Oh yeah, either <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that or he just little or he just a... <laughs> spent all of his four weeks of paycheck a priori. Or, no, let's also not, not forget. Now that the ring's out of the way, he's like got game on for like another oh, year. Yeah. He's gonna it be is. Like, oh, bring yeah. it. If you want it, you better buy it now. <laughs> you better get it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, this so yeah, that all that poor college bullshit, poor college student bullshit was just to save up for the ring. A, a little bit. It's okay. So, you know. You know. I'm excited for you, dude. Yeah. Don't like yeah, Donkey so that, Kong now. Yeah, what are we so buying I, next? 
Yeah. <laughs> so I just got the tracking notice this morning. Should be here Monday. Nice. So that's awesome. Bring it on. Should be a quick build. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'll be flying by Tuesday. <laughs> or Monday night. Yeah. So did you fly a helicopter this week? Oh, a helicopter. Uh, Do you remember those? No, I, Do you remember those? Yeah, the one yeah, with the, just a single rotor blades. and a little tail spinny deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, un- unfortunately, no helis. <laughs> Not we're, we're, so. Remember last week? Seriously? The when would I? Please explain when would I have flown a heli to begin with? Because last week, yeah, you know, some of us had to on, work all week. It snowed on Friday. It snowed on Friday. So Saturday and Sunday, it was just, the weather was just absolute crap. There was no way, you know, you were getting out to fly in that. And then hmm. I worked full, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday worked four, you know, full days of work. And Wednesday, I had four Christmas parties. Wow. Okay. So that, that, that I'll give you a little much. leeway. I'm just hearing <laughs> excuses. That's all I'm hearing. Well, that that's fine. But we'll <laughs> check in, we'll check in next week. I guarantee you, we'll check in next week because the weather tomorrow now that's a different story. It is looking awesome tomorrow. Yeah. Oh yeah, like w- one mile an hour of wind, forty-five degrees, oh, sunny. Oh yeah, a little what? jealous. Tomorrow, I'm waking up early and I'm heading to the field. You can guarantee it. That is Guaranteed. awesome. I concur. So you had a good Christmas yeah. with the family. Yeah, great Christmas. Yeah. Um, and now I'm. Now you're one of those already AP buying geeks. more stuff, gearing, gearing up for that. <laughs> you're an AP I mean, it's gonna now. just just think of the value it'll add to you know the production of our I, fun fly event trailer I, and stuff like that. Yeah. This this can benefit oh, yeah. us, Dan. Oh, this yeah. is I'm mutual. all for it. I am too, as long as it's someone else doing it and not me. That's cool. So Thank you right. for personally financing that little <laughs> yeah. upgrade to our media kit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, we appreciate I'm more that. than willing and excited. So that's it's, awesome. It's something we've definitely been kicking around, and I know Nick. That means you're going to get even well fewer flights in at the Fun Fly this year. Ah, uh, I I doubt it. Don't let Keith Morris. I mean, Morris, I mean Morris flights fly of it. a real helicopter. Don't, don't, let, Keith don't let Keith Morris fly it. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so are you going to get? Are you going to set that thing up like uh, FPV style on the gimbal and stuff, so we can both fly it? So I can so fly can. the gimbal. Um. So so currently, all's the. Zemius dim- gimbal supports is pitch. Ah. Really? So you can't. Yep. Currently. It doesn't have any roll. I, from what I've read, no, no, I could be wrong. Hold on, but, let's make sure we're talking the same language here. It is a single axis gimbal. It is in the way that it corrects for movement. No, but in what you can actually input it and have it move. Yes. Ah, oh, okay, okay. So and that's it, it. Fully responds. You know, all to. Two axis sure. as far as it has correcting. roll and pitch for yes, roll and pitch. But as far as what you can actually give it as an input while you're yep. flying and have it move is just pitch. So, hmm. excellent. Who else uh, had an exciting Christmas? I got a new toy. Yeah, not really Christmas. Well, kind of Christmas, maybe a little bit. Sure, we'll call it Christmas. I got a Christmas present <laughs> from uh, from Scorpion. Oh, and I'm happy about it. Do tell. I got number 28, and thank you, everyone at Scorpion Power Systems. Uh, I got number 28 of the HK4526 520KV 
F3C edition. Nice. Oh, I know. <laughs> I, I, I told you guys when this came out that I wanted it. I was like, that's all daddy right here. Like, I, smooth, efficient power is where I'm at. Now, was um, that a Christmas gift to yourself? Uh, kind of. <laughs> it was it, stocking yeah, stuffer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> there you go. Sure. Starting out a little slow. Yeah, but that's okay. Uh, yeah, I've been. Oh man, I've just wanted this and wanted this, and but I the reason I didn't get it earlier was I I actually really did want to put a fair amount of flights on the Blade Seven Hundred X to make sure that the motor, you know, as far as motor wise, uh, that it, you know that it was going to last. Because, uh, you know, you it's like, okay, yeah, it's great, you know, for the first 20 or 50 flights or whatever. But if it falls apart, then that's not very good. So I left it in as long as I really kind of felt like it. And I feel like after 100 flights now, I, I can still give an accurate. It is still kicking perfectly fine. I'll, I'll be honest, it's a, a fantastic box stock motor. I mean, probably one of the better ones. I have not personally flown uh, like an 800 MX. Uh, I would say the I would definitely compare it to the possibly a little bit more than the seven Align seven fifty MX motor, a little bit more power in that, but um, hasn't you know hasn't given me any problems. And is it on par quality wise, Nick? I mean, power is one thing, but like you know the way it looks, and I mean, has it, it developed any slop, any vertical no, movement? It or hasn't anything developed like that? any slop. Bearings what, are still good. Yeah, yeah. No, have it, you been really lubing them? Okay. No, ooh. I have not been Louis. And actually, ooh, that's another little weird. Uh, I'm going to update you on that because I have an update for another trick that I know you guys remember that I did. Reliability-wise, it's still kicking along great. I don't know how much longer it would last, but I, I mean, yeah, I see no issues with it. And, you know, what I'm really comparing it against is I was actually having a discussion on uh, my Facebook page today with someone about power and disc loading and I'm 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 developing a, a very particular feel for disc loading that that Nick likes and that seems to be right around uh right around 12 pounds. I just I like the way that feels. So I'm kind of picking my motors because you know I'm not like a smack smack pilot. So all of these motors really do give me uh you know plenty of leeway as far as power goes you know in reference to like the 4525 4526 and the 4530s they're all mm-hmm. plenty of power and i mean just plenty nick is so, is that 12 pounds on 690s 700s that's on 700 what's the disc loading value 700s okay. yeah that's on 700s and i kind of use that as my starting point um so if i'm gonna run a little heavier then i'll bump up to 710s but okay. so what I've kind of been playing with is, you know, what motor goes in what is actually kind of based on keeping that weight. You know, mm-hmm. if, if I'm going to run a receiver pack and maybe the airframe isn't like an uber lightweight one, then I'll, you know, stay with like the 4525 in there. But if it's a really lightweight airframe, uh, then I'll definitely go with like a 4530 just to kind of balance that out. But this one, it just it seemed like. Uh, you know, I'm flying it the 700x back to back with my DFC, uh, which has the 4525, and you can feel a difference. I mean, there's there's no question there is a difference. I'm not going to say that it's huge, but when you start pulling it through hard hurricanes, uh, you can tell. You know, and this is the same ESC 
uh, same ESC, same governor, same head speed, same pitch range, same everything else, and and right at about the same overall model weight. So that's about as accurate as I really feel like putting the effort into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can just tell the forty five twenty five's got a little bit, a little bit more grunt to it. And same thing goes uh, with the EX. I've got the 4530 in that. And while that is on a different ESC right now, it, it's just got, you know, it's got more power. So when this motor came out, I was like, ooh, this is it. So I'm excited. I, I'm, I'll reweigh the the E-Flight motor when I get it out and put the specs up just so I can be accurate. But I want to say that 4526 is only about 60 grams heavier, somewhere around in there. Well, 60, that's maybe, not bad at all. No, and I, hmm. I don't think yeah. that, you know, that's still in that range where it's not really noticeable. You hit, you know, 110 grams around in there, 120 grams, you know, quarter pound. Yeah, it's a yep. Then I can definitely start noticing the difference, and that's about my, my line for changing blade length and stuff. But I'm really excited. I mean, really excited to get it out and push it and just, you know, I've had such good good luck with that heli all around that making it better uh is a win and it's it, it's a 520 kv right that's correct so, so everything else is it's dead most uneven. similar to the 4525 520 yep which we all know and love i'm running one in my compass but the update to it is that it's i think it's a little bit more powerful right overall I, What's the difference um, in stats? Do you remember power is the same. Power is, power is the, the same, same, but it's lighter yeah. and more efficient. Ah, it's, okay. This is one of slightly the... slightly lighter, and it's a whole different... Um, here, let me pull the specs up here real quick. It's a different winding on it. It's like one of those fat wire single yes. single winding. Yes, yeah, yes, So it's it super efficient. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's a single strand 1.4 millimeter wire okay. for the highest yeah. possible efficiency continuously cool. at an input power of 4,450 watts and 100 amps peak over, you know, 10,200. <laughs> so the, it's definitely not shy on two kilowatts, dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's coming in at 13.7 horsepower. 484 grams. So it's it's definitely got all of the grunt. They just went with a little bit more efficient winding. So I'm I'm really curious to to check you know temperature wise, how does it run, and then just overall flight time. See if I can actually notice a difference in flight time or, or what should be should be fun. Nice. To, yeah, pa- past that, you know, got my iPad. It it's just a you know good Christmas. Nothing too flying nothing too extravagant no unfortunately i did not got totally bound up between poor weather and and family obligations uh but like just i haven't even touched the sim so by the way there was a couple people i put up a warp model the file was corrupt and i we pulled it down and i haven't even got a chance to redo that yet so just kind of busy and and took a week off yeah. There's there's two oh, nice. there's two no flies. I like it. Yeah, but I'm pumped to fly tomorrow, dude. This whole weekend is actually oh, yeah. looking really it's good. Looking dude, great. How is your weekend looking good weather wise? And mine come isn't. up here. Yeah, come up <laughs> an hour. I may. Then, then your weekend could be. Oh, actually, good. no, I can't. Marnie's on call. Forget it. 
<sighs> Dan knows what that means. Yeah, that sucks ass. Yep. Means no fly? That means no fly. That's what that means. <laughs> Trust me, though. When you hear how my week's gone, you'll know why I don't really give a shit. Well, should we? Okay, Dan. Yeah. I, I have a hint on yours, Justin. So I would like to hear Dan's first. First, I want to know so, if Justin flew this week. Can you at least give me that? Oh, I, oh yeah. yeah, I flew. <laughs> oh, I flew, dude. All right. Well, okay. Yep. So here yep. we more That's great come. that you flew, but I'm not going to lie. It bums me out a little bit. And here's why. It won't. <laughs> yeah, trust me. Okay. Just just go ahead. We'll okay, increase so, the suspense a notch or two here. So this week for me, guys, uh, Christmas was beautiful. The weather was very nice. For the first time since mid-September, I went to the field and I flew. Awesome, nice. dude. It was a little, I don't know, I wasn't really prepared. Didn't to, have enough time or what? Well, it just, I I kind of knew it. Well, first of all, my truck, I hadn't started my truck in two months, so I had to, I had to charge the truck battery. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. How have you been getting to work? I got a car. Oh, that's right. I You're a little com- commuter. So I got the truck going, got to the field, and then, of course, I had to get batteries ready. Like a flight pack and then a, or a RX pack. And then also two, a battery for a starter. Mm-hmm. Which the battery for the starter is basically toasted and it barely works. But I was able to finally get, get the heli going. Now, it was very awkward. I've been simming like mad, as we all, you know, we've talked about the past few weeks. I'm getting really comfortable with my big knob. Oh, yeah. Giggity, giggity. And so, all right, I get, I set the heli down, and I immediately get nervous, like incredibly nervous. Like, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this, right? Because I'm there alone, which was kind of scary, just because I was afraid that I was going to not be able to control the helicopter. But I put it, I kind of fought through that and got it in the air and, the first flight was basically just hovering and it was, it was, hor- it was, it was not a good feeling. I just, I really felt like I was not flying. The helicopter was flying me. Took a little, little time, just hovering basic orientations. Did a few, uh, flips right there off the deck. And that's easy to do with the, the stick, by the way, cause it's, it's all right. You know, one linear movement. It's not hard, but, I got. I I started noticing at like maybe the second flight that I was I was bailing out of nose in orientations like very rapidly like uh, just getting like oh shit oh shit it's coming at me it's coming at me flip the tail around like nose in upright or yeah, inverted doesn't matter oh dude I wasn't about to try any inverted flight uh, this is all upright okay and so I was like. Trying to get myself to fly way out there, turn it around and fly towards me. But I would have to, I would have to bail out into tail in. And I, I, I was really, it was really bothering me. And I was like, I had this, it just brought me back to a time when I remember going to the field when I was brand new and hanging out most of the day, but only like not, not like maybe getting one flight in because I was too nervous to fly. Mm-hmm kind of fought through it i started um 
getting a little more comfortable with it, but I still, I, I just decided to go with it and, and not let it bother me. Just, just, if you feel like you got to bail out to, to tail in, just do it and, and don't fight it and just kind of work through it. Uh, by the fourth flight, I started to get cold to the point where I needed to pack up, but I, I don't know. I was getting comfortable with it. Kinda. I, I still feel like there's a lot left to do, but all that aside, no matter how strange it was or maybe disappointed I was in what I was doing, the simple matter of the fact was <laughs> I went out and flew. And that's huge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. You yeah, were flying. Awesome. For the first time in over <laughs> two months. Yeah. You conquered the knot. <laughs> I did. I uh <laughs> I used uh, the 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 uh, radio tray that Nick sent me. I got I put a picture on Facebook. I'm sure you guys saw it. Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually was putting myself into quite a bit of pain because I, I didn't realize I did this, but apparently when I start to get nervous, I start to lift my arms and my shoulders. And I had a I had a detection device. My wrist was like, dude. I mean, I was like lifting my arms off of the rests, my hands off the oh, rest. Oh man. Because I guess mm-hmm. I was getting nervous and it was like my wrist was like, dude, don't do it. So you know, it was so Yeah. What? What, what, what? How are you, how are you doing the collective stick, dude? I mean, I know you've talked in previous episodes about sort of different, different ways of manipulating it, but what have you settled on? Well, basically what I've settled on, uh, okay, so we ordered, remember, we talked, I think last week about that yep. 40 millimeter. The big long stick. I got a longer stick, which actually, when resting the, I guess, the heel of my hand, I guess, not the, the mm-hmm. edge along mm-hmm. your pinky on those rests. It's just, it's perfect. Everything gets into position to where I can just use the collective. I do have to articulate my shoulder and my elbow, but everything's just in the, in the right position to make that accessible and not painful. Are you grabbing the stick with like your thumb and forefinger or, are you just resting your whole hand on the stick or what? I'm grabbing the stick with my thumb and forefinger. Okay. Very lightly, but nonetheless. So, like, basically, I would, I guess, pull down with my fingers and push up with my thumb. Sure. Um, but hmm. there's not a lot of gap in there. I mean, my I'm literally touching both ends of it. So, So I was able to, you know, just kind of work through a few flights and uh, got to get a new battery for the starter. <laughs> I don't know. Nick, what battery did you have in your starter? Do you remember your line starter? Did you get a Gen Zace battery to fit in there? I only had mine for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. I had mine for now, one hour. I, but uh, in that hour, which battery did you have? <laughs> uh, I bought... Um, Just an Align battery? No, it was... Uh, what was it? Uh, I, think I think it was a... a Thor, yeah, it was the only yeah. one that they had there. Because okay. I was, we were at the Fun Fly, and I was like, "Well, I got to get this, and I wanted to use it right now." Because sure. I thought mine was dead, so I just grabbed whatever Ken had. If there are any listeners out there that are using that Align starter, uh, and you happen, because I have some old Thunder Powers that, that are just dead. I mean, these are old, like way old batteries that just won't even hold a charge anymore, and literally will discharge. I've got a couple others that are just as old and just as dead, but basically I get like maybe two starts off of a charge. 
That's how bad oh, they dude, are. Dude, you're going to light that thing on fire. Two yeah. starts? <laughs> it's That's getting not bad. good. I actually, That's beyond bad, man. That's like retire it now. Yeah, I know. I need to... I Actually, to be honest with you, I want to find a better starter. I, but I don't know what that is. Hey, you know, I... I happen to have a solution for you. Okay. I have a Sullivan starter. <laughs> dude, I... That some dude... I mean, he was a pretty big D-bag, but he sent me this I, starter. Dude, I couldn't get that thing to work. Why do you think I sent it to you? <laughs> Are you serious? I couldn't get the it wand to stay on. Fine. Oh, no, dude. You Do you use the cup? Like the airplane cup? Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't like to get hit in the nads by it. Well, okay. So now here's the thing. The only reason why I'm skilled at this is because Nick has that. And I've been busted in the nuts or all over the helicopter so many freaking times when his shit pops out. I mean, I've dented blades. I've cracked canopies. I've dented tail booms. That's why I don't want that kind of starter. Because you press the button and it's like instant 6S power spinning that thing at a million RPM and it pops out of the exactly cup right. when you don't have it engaged. And I've tried to thread, uh, like, I can't remember, I guess a Maverick wand onto it and that didn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah, it that would spin work. it right off. No, 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 no. I've done so that before. No, that's what I'm doing right now. That's my current setup. The key is... You got to just put a whole bunch of JB Weld in there. I at did the same that. Time. I even retapped the threads, dude. Mine hasn't come off. And yeah, I, I tapped it and then just a ton of JB Weld. I have not had an issue since I did that. That's what I used to run. And Nick hated it so much, he wouldn't use my starter when we flew together. Yeah, I don't like it. Like he'd go out no, of his way to go yours, back to the bench and get his own because starter. Because yours had that gay little, little sh- one way bearing in the shaft thing. And every time you held the starter vertical, the shaft would fall out. <laughs> but Jesse's has the same thing, don't you, Jesse? I uh, mine mine doesn't. The shaft does not fall out for if when it's vertical. It kind of oh. mine kind of snaps in. Yeah, I think Justin's was supposed to, but his fell out like every time you grabbed it, you go to walk out there, thunk, and fall out on your way out. Yeah. Oh, mine has some set screws on the side. Huh. No, no, no. His has it. a one-way. No, bearing mine had a one-way bearing. Yeah, no, mine, mine does too. Mine has a one-way, but then in deeper than that, there's some set screws uh, tapped okay. into the side of the wand that you can adjust in and out, so it huh. kind of clicks in there really tight. Yeah, huh. my, and that's why mine did too. I, look, I used to. There's a reason, Justin. I decided to let you try that starter. I couldn't stand it. I I got tired of getting smacked in the Thanks, inner thigh, dude. And yeah, the, I, I love that that line starter has been so good. For so long, but I just need to find some batteries that fit in it. And I know it's tricky because if you aren't, you know, you can get a 3S battery, but it, you know, it's got to fit the dimensions. And anyway, if it makes you feel any better, I don't use your starter either. Uh, I use a portable drill and it works perfectly fine. So go out to freaking Sears or something. I have a DeWalt. Pick up a 12 or an 18 volt cordless craftsman or whatever yeah dewalt choose your favorite brand and you're good to go <sighs> i don't like that idea i yet. even you know what so here ghetto. we go While we're ghetto. On, ghetto. i'm gonna add more ghetto, ghetto. To it. i was <laughs> so lazy cool. i was so lazy i didn't want to buy a starter wand 
right? Just like a standard starter wand to fit in my drill. You cut, you cut off a so Allen I wrench. bought one of those. Uh, you know how like all of the bits that fit into those are like a standard hex shaped bit. Yeah. And you can Allen, get the ones that are yes. like two sided, like one that has like a Phillips head screwdriver on it, and then another one that's got like a whatever, like a flat head. So I mm-hmm. bought one of those that was like eight inches long. I chopped the flat head off of one end, and then I used my Dremel tool to sort of like shape cut a tapered, yeah, shape the like a tapered tip so that when you get it in there, it comes back out. That's what I rock. It's all rusted and shit, man. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah, I'm not, and it, I love it really it. is like the most ghetto yeah, thing I that. have ever seen. Not doing that. It, dude, it works fine. <laughs> I don't know. I remember many times. I, I remember the last fun fly where you were over there. Well, that was because my nitro was being stupid or or because I did something stupid to it. Yeah, th- there you go. So anyway, we kind of went off on a tangent. But basically, if there's a listener out there that, that if you know that a particular Gen Zace battery fits, let me know. If, if there's a, I don't know, whatever. It doesn't need to be a good battery. Just give me a heads up, whatever you're using. Moving on, I didn't get anything for Christmas except a new tablet. And I'm a convert. Ooh. I got a uh, Samsung Note 10.1. The new one, the 32 gigabyte and a 64 gigabyte SD card. Oh, yeah. And I love nice, it. Nice, dude. I love so it. So you're saying you play for both teams? I guess I do. You're don't a I? Mac slash Android I'm sitting here staring person? at a Mac and I use Android phone and Android tablet. But see, yeah. oh, I am not I heavily invested. I'm not heavily invested in the Mac stuff. In fact, I was pissed off that Mac held my phone number hostage. I had to change my phone number because iMessage would not let my phone number go. So I quit using (laughs) iTunes. That's the only way they can keep customers nowadays, dude. (laughs) I quit using iTunes. (laughs) I now use Amazon uh, uh, Cloud and Player for all my music. And I love it. And I, I can I can send files back and forth, Bluetooth from my phone to my tablet, dude. I'm I'm all about it. Dan, Dan, can you tell how excited I am right now? <laughs> nice. Oh, I, was if, I was just wondering if you could sense that. I can't. I that love one, it. That one adds some sting. It did. It's done. <laughs> Ouch. Along other lines, as you all know, Ed and I have kissed and made up, right? Literally? Well, yeah, not quite literally. Uh, Figuratively. <laughs> Are you jealous? He'll kiss you. I'm sure of it, Nick. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm Ed, sure you he will. You can keep that shit to yourself, man. He'll get, I was that, more he'll get that mustache kinda... all up in your business. <laughs> <laughs> Did it tickle a little, Dan? Yeah. Oh, okay, stop. <laughs> stop. All right. There will be no mustache talk on this podcast. <laughs> so, I, as I told you guys a couple Dude, weeks don't ago, don't disrespect the mustache. <laughs> as I no, told you there's guys, there's no place hey. in this world. For mustaches. No, I'm not done. There's no place for mustaches anymore. (laughs) They give cops bad names. They're just nasty. Wait a minute. But does Ed just have a mustache? He doesn't have like a goatee to go along with it? He's just got a big old Mexican mustache. Because I generally agree that like singular mustaches are a little creepy. It's like rocking the 80s pedophile look. (laughs) 
Yeah, does he have aviator sunglasses? Too? Yeah, exactly. Oh, he does, dude. Yeah. He does. And he a does. leather jacket. I don't think I've ever seen him in a leather jacket, but no. We digress. Literally. <laughs> As I told you guys a couple weeks ago, he crashed both of his six his six hundred and his five hundred. I went up to his house and we started working on the helicopters. I got to play around with an icon. I set up an icon. How oh, we have nice. fun. Nice. I gotta tell you. That icon was probably the easiest flybarless system to set up that I've ever messed with. It's not that bad. It's, no. it's super easy. Yeah. That software is so intuitive. To me, it was you anyway. Know, it, no, it's 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 like painfully intuitive. They've got to do... My only complaint is they've just got to do something with... Uh, and you, And you'll notice this. If you end up getting one and you start messing around with it... The USB connection on it yes. is so freaking slow. It's, and it's mechanically unstable, too. It is. It is an unstable software. It's not. It, it's just, it's like they got all of the graphics prop, properly. They got the design, the, the visual effects, the the idea of it. But whoever wrote it sucked. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, we went through the process, and I got a 600 going. Uh, we're so here's the deal. We're going flying tomorrow. We don't care what the weather is. It's supposed to be snowing, by the way. We're we're taking our propane heaters, and we're going to spend the day at the field. We I don't I told him I said it does not matter if you look out the window, and it looks like it's gale force, whiteout conditions. Get your ass to the field because we have to fly. So we'll see we'll see how that turns out. I do have an icon coming for the rush. Oh yeah, sweet. Uh, I got the Android software, so I will be able to use my new tablet and phone if I choose to set up. The did icon. you get the Bluetooth module? I did. Ah, I ordered three of the That's Hobby Wing it. face sensors. Little boy. Yeah. Guess who got in on some compass uh, blades this past week? Mm. Seventy-six dollars. Really? Sweet. Oh, yeah. Three sets, boys. Nice. That's a good deal, man. That is a really good deal. Yeah. So I got some blades coming. Hopefully, ho- the snow's supposed to stop at 10 o'clock tomorrow. It's supposed to snow all night. It's supposed to stop at 10 o'clock. So we're planning on meeting at 1030. We'll see how that goes. God, that's about it. You know, I'll be building the rush here shortly. I, all the rest of the parts will be in. I actually think I'm going to go out to Dieter's and spend a three-day weekend out there, and we're going to do some flying and get that rush going. Nice. Yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah. That's about all I've been up to, guys. I finally got some flying in. There's Congrats, no no, no fly for me. This yeah, week. that's awesome. Shit, guys. I think I need to get a new charger. Well, hey, Dan, why don't you head over to Progressive RC and check out that new iCharger 4010 Duo that they got over there. Looks to be a powerhouse. And dude, while you're at it, check out one of his charger case combos as well. They're great looking. I know, man. Those things look sweet. I think I'm going to do that right now. www.progressiverc.com. Check them out for your charging needs. So uh, that is Justin, man. What the... Oh, sounds dude, like you had an exciting week. week. 
Yeah, you could say that. Uh, I, worked a, I worked a full-time job this week. Oh? Except I didn't get paid for it. <laughs> Believe it or not, I have been flying daily since Monday. That's five days straight. I don't think I believe that. Wow. At this point, over 40 flights and countless flights, <laughs> count, countless actual like just checkouts and hovers and stuff like that at home. So between actual flying and troubleshooting, I, I don't even know what the count is anymore. And then here it comes to the actual story behind the troubleshooting. <laughs> the 770 was maidened this week. Yeah. yeah. On Monday. Sweet. Now, what did I tell you guys before about this particular helicopter? I wanted to get this heli because I wanted to fly at what most would consider to be lower head speeds. And after doing some research and, you know, thinking things through, comparisons of previous experiences on the 700 size helis and blades... I figured I'm going to shoot for, let's say, 13 to 1700, right? I mean, I've got 770 size blades. They're 60 millimeters, most more like 70 millimeters larger than most of the blades that I fly on the 700 class. It's not much heavier, so I don't need the kind of head speeds that these crazy 3D smack pilots are flying, you know, like 1900 to 2000 on an 800 class heli. Doesn't make sense. So... I got everything set up, got ready to maiden it with head speeds that were, let's see, 1300, about 1550, and then about 1800, okay? Pop it into a hover, first flight, all is well. It got off the ground, it stayed off the ground. By all rights, it was a successful maiden, except when I went from the 1300 RPM idle up which was beautiful smooth awesome a sound that i've never heard before and, and quite frankly you've got to experience it to the idle up two which was at about 15 ish 1450 1500 the helicopter started wobbling like a drunken hooker <laughs> um now here's the thing i was bringing back back, to back or side to side yeah <laughs> Uh, it, it, it's, it's an elevator wobble. And so of course, you know, I think, all right, well, you know, maybe my tracking's off a little bit. Maybe my blades are too tight. Well, long story short, what, what happened after this is probably what I would refer to as the most comprehensive failure investigation that I have ever done outside of my actual professional life. Wait a minute. Failure investigation. Yes. Let's call it an anomaly investigation. Nothing actually failed okay. per se. All right. But this is what I do for a living, right? Is I figure out why shit didn't work the way it was supposed to work the first time. Well, there was something that failed, though. What What failed, Nick? Go ahead. Since you, you have been a part of this. <laughs> confidence. <Your> confidence. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> yes. Yes, you're right. We'll get to that. Okay, carry on. So, yeah. so here, here's the problem. We'll sum it up here. The heli has a really nasty elevator wobble, okay? So you can see the tail pitching up and down and up and down in a hover and in flight, okay? It's it's head speed dependent, okay? So the frequency of the wobble and the amplitude varies from about 1,400 to 1,700 RPM, 
uh, in that range. That's the, I'll call that the bad range. Okay. I'm not able to get it to wobble below about 1400 and above 1700. That wobble transitions to more of a sort of high frequency, low amplitude shake. And then above 1700, like say 1800 and above, it's perfectly fine. Just like it was at 1300. I'm off work for the next three weeks. The baby's at daycare. The wife's at work. I'm an engineer at heart. And so what do I do? I bust out with a fault tree because this is how we deal with anomaly investigations in the real world. Um, what, what I end up coming up with is about 25 ish branches on the fault tree. And I'm talking everything guys, blade tightness, blade tracking, head gain, directional gains like aileron and elevator, because on the Bavarian demon, you can tune aileron and elevator axis gain separately. Is it the governor? Is it the pinion? Is it head damping? Is it a link problem? Is it that the blades aren't balanced? Thrust bearings aren't sufficiently greased. How about head grip smoothness? Does it change depending on how I approach the dangerous range of head speeds from above or from below? Tail boom misalignment, rotor resonance, main shaft bent, spindle bent. Is it a bad HPS head? What about my gyro tape or the wiring? Elevator filter, tail blades, motor balance. I tore this entire freaking helicopter apart and not just this one. I now reduced to the point where the only flyable helicopter in my fleet is the rave nitro. Ooh. <laughs> the goblin <laughs> 700 has had its tail case and rotor entirely removed. All of its main drivetrain components, including the main shaft, the DFC head and a number of other bits and pieces. <sighs> Hold on, I got to take a breath. I don't know if I can go on. It's this painful just reliving it. <laughs> <laughs> take a moment. Take a moment. Uh, so long story short, I and, and I do all of this one change at a time. OK, a lot of people in the heli world, because they don't know how to deal with investigations like this. They just change like six things. And they're like, oh, shit, it, it got fixed. Which one of the six things? I don't know. It just works, right? So I did one at a time, very carefully, very rigorously, eliminating hypotheses as I go. No luck. I get in touch with my friend, Chris Treby. We all know him. We've heard his name. He's on Team SAB. Of course, Chris was awesome and was very willing to help. Uh, he got the entire SAB team engaged, and they were also very, very helpful uh, they all had good suggestions. Uh, one in particular, uh, Alex Mitchell, want to send a shout out to him. Between him and Chris, uh, we probably exchanged 20-ish emails, texts, private messages, phone calls. Unfortunately, we weren't able to come up with anything that I hadn't really already checked uh, or, or thought of. And so we sent an email off to the big man, Mr. Camerer who at the end of the day confirmed that in fact most goblin 700s have this sort of rough rpm range between 1300 and 1700 or 1750 uh it doesn't have anything to do with the fly barless system the servos any of that it all comes down to rotor head design 
And, you know, you've heard us talk about this before, guys, and we've gotten into some of the more deeper physics behind it. All helis do have a resonant RPM range that's a function of a number of different things. Geometry, weight, damping, blades, all that sort of a thing that will cause them to not fly optimally in a certain range. And it just so happens that I found this range, and it's not something that others have not found. In a pretty detailed literature search on the forums, myself and Chris found a number of individuals that ran into the same situation that described the same problem to a T, and their solution more often not than not was, well, I guess I've either got to fly it down at 1,000 RPM or I got to fly it back up at, you know, 1,900 or 2,000. The problem with me is I didn't want to fly it that high because I don't need three and a half minute flights uh, spinning 770s at two grand when I don't even fly my 700s at that speed. (laughs) And a thousand while novel and probably fun eventually is a little bit lower than I was looking for as well. I feel good because my final conclusion was that it was a feature of the design. It was design related and it's not feature. something. Yeah. Feature. Well, feature. feature. Yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't I, see that on the box. No. Biggest set of air quotes features I've ever go, seen. Features go on the box. Not, <laughs> that is so hey, correct. I, I'm trying to be reasonable here. I'm trying to be reasonable. It's something that all helis have. It's unfortunate that the Goblin, and I believe, although someone can correct me, based on all the data that I've got and what I've gone through, my conclusion is that it is more a function of the HPS head than it is of the Mm. 770 itself, although um, I suspect the larger size and larger blades do play a role. Now I'm stuck with the situation of I've got three options. One... I suck it up and choose a lower and or higher head speed and just deal with it. Two, as I spoke about last week, stretch it to an 800, which has been something that I've wanted to do, which gets me larger blades, which also means I can get the same sort of power delivery at a lower RPM, hopefully outside of the range of nastiness that I've run into here. Although for the price, that's a big cross your fingers sort of a situation or I wash my hands of it and move on. And right now, I don't know what the answer to that, that question is. What I can tell you is that the 40 plus flights that I've got in have been among the most frustrating, annoying, and unproductive times that I've spent in this hobby. And I'm at the point right now where even if this weekend's weather was good, I wouldn't be interested in going out and flying the one helicopter that I've got flying, which is the Rave ENV, because I am just burnout. Hmm. Well, thanks for bringing this party down. I'm I'm talking about, I spent like, in the last five days, between six and nine hours a day working on this. With the exception of Christmas, which I spent with my family most of the time. (laughs) Let's get one, Nick. Yeah, sign me up. Gobble, gobble. I Maybe if Bert signs yeah. the canopy, you'll feel better about it. I, well, I'm that makes all the problems this, go though. away. Could make all the problems go Seriously. away. Seriously. Maybe just that little extra weight of the ink will make it so <laughs> the vibrations stop. 
Yeah. Well, he did say it was dependent on weight. That was one factor. Well, no, actually, it is not. Strap some because <laughs> we ran the disc loading. We did. We tried that. <laughs> we tried that. We already tried that. I added no, you... almost two pounds of weight to this thing to bring it up to over fourteen pounds, and it had no effect. You can't pick stupid. <laughs> so I, I don't know, guys. I'm. I mean, I. <laughs> I'm not a smart man, <laughs> but I know a wobbly heli when, when I, I see, see one. It. <laughs> 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 so we say wobbles are like a box out of there that have... Shake that ass of me. Shake that ass of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> if there are any listeners out there that have successfully flown their 770 in the head speed range of 14 to 1700 or thereabouts without wobbles or other weird interactions, please let me know. I, was, uh, I, I know that I you. can tune it a little bit with, with preload in the head with shims, but it's not going to get me as much as uh, I'd really like. So, But you didn't, wait a minute, you didn't see that upgrade, uh, that upgrade part they have out? What's that, Nick? It's called the anti-twerking bolt. Oh, the anti-twerking <laughs> bolt. I can nice. already tell as a result of your comments, I'm going to get hate mail this week. Dude, I got a, I do have a solution. Just run yes, that head Dan, speed, run ahead. that head speed at 26. 2600. Yeah. That fixes all, man. That's what I'm saying. No, but seriously, I want your opinion. What should I do? Nick and I have already talked about this. I know what you're going to end up doing. What? You're going to sell it. Yep. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, I'd I'd have that thing boxed up, shipped out so freaking fast. I'll give you twenty so, bucks for it. Tw- oh wow, dude, that's generous. I'm just saying. Just obviously, obvi- I mean, you, I mean, you, you just spent twenty minutes telling us how much of a piece of shit it was. So you expect me to pay more than that? He's yeah, that didn't help my chances for selling yeah. it, huh? <laughs> no, not at all. Now I so feel when you put I it feel compelled tomorrow. to put like a disclaimer that says. <laughs> Only fly above seventeen hundred or below fourteen hundred. Yep. You can, you can fly that thing at eighteen. It's very frustrating. It's very frustrating, and I, I, especially the way that the HPS oh, head dude, has been. Oh, dude, hot glue some washers to the ends of ends of the blade. <laughs> Isn't that what the plankers do? They like hot glue washers <laughs> on, on stuff uh, to like. I don't know. Hey, I'm just trying to help. You know, the man. most important thing, though, Bert's flies perfect. Well, yeah, mm. that's all that matters. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't know. I don't have all the details for what for what exactly Bert flies at what head speeds, but I do know that in speaking with a number of the the team people through Chris Treby, there have been people that just overshot the head speed range and okay. either keep it high or go really low, like yeah, literally I, a, I, a thousand to eleven hundred or so RPM. And again, I'm, I'm not at thirteen hundred, at thirteen hundred, <laughs> it flew great. What'd you say, Nick? I'm not completely uneducated. I actually did a fair amount of research and kind of worked through a numerous, you know, like Justin and I do. It's just kind of what we do. I'm kind and of geeked I out. Spent on a fair it. amount of time on this, and it's he's, in my opinion, without now. Okay, I will have the big disclaimer. It's not here, so he could have one blade on backwards for all I know. Exactly. That um, was only the first the first couple of flights. Dude. One of one of okay. the bolts in the head is not lock sided. <laughs> That's what the problem is. 
but you know, uh, I, I do believe that because I have, you know, spent a fair amount of time with damping and stuff like that. And there is that range. There is a resonance range in which certain heads work and certain heads don't. I've fought it on other helis. It's unfortunate that the 770 falls into this range because I think it's probably the perfect range for what they wouldn't want it to fall into, honestly. Be kind of a deal deal breaker for me. I got another yeah. sol- I got another option for you, Justin. What's that, Nan? Straight Keep them coming, man. Straight across trade. A Goblin five hundred for a seven seventy. Straight across. No, no. Dude, Thank you anyway. Sorry, dude. Five hundred doesn't you have can any wobbles. Keep that thing. Yeah, it's also like two hundred and seventy millimeters smaller. You're used to handling, small but it flies things. good. Yeah. I'm over it. I'm over it. We'll Sounds see like what you happens. Had a, a bummer week, dude. It doesn't sound like you had that a good week. That does suck, though. I mean, I had a shit-tacular week. Shit-tacular. It's just <laughs> not supposed to be like that. No, it know? isn't. I mean, honestly, if you take a step back, the fact that I'm willing to forego an opportunity to fly a perfectly flying heli because of how pissed I am about this, that pisses me off even more <laughs> that I've gotten to this spot. Just sell it and be done with it. Unload your aggravation, dude, onto somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's pass it along. <sighs> well, that sucks, man. I kind of have to agree with Dan on this one. Yeah. Because you're just going to fight it and fight it and fight it. And you're never going to be happy with it because the head speed's going to be in a range where you don't want it. And um, yeah, just be done with it. Yep. Frustrating. Anyway. Wow, there's a... <laughs> There's a party pooper. No shit, dude. Thanks, yeah. thanks for bringing it down. Well, man. I was All trying right. to get in there in the middle so that we could compliment sandwich this shit. <laughs> Good week. There Good week, go. guys. There Good you week. go. Do we have any news this week? Yeah, we can probably come up with something. God, I'm not quite. Oh, yeah, we got something to laugh at. Do we? Sweet. All right. Oh, yeah, we do. So I'm out at the field after a minor little ground incident with my DFC, and I get that God, that horrible gut-wrenching feeling of a screw pulling the threads from that oh-so-soft aluminum on my one-way hub. Well, luckily, KDE has a solution for this with an upgraded stainless steel hub for the T-Rex 700 series. I slapped that hub in, cranked the screws down, and was up flying again in no time. If you've experienced that crappy parts blues head over to kde and spoil yourself this week's news guys is brought to you by helidaily.com your daily rc helicopter news magazine let's laugh at something what do you got nick i need to laugh especially after that that shit justin just put us through captain downer over there (laughs) captain downer i'm gonna send him some meds (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no. no kidding. Well, I mean, since we're on the, the topic of goblins, um, they've announced a new... He- oh, wait. Wait, no, never mind. This is JR. Or, wait a minute. What the heck is this? That's my this news, is, uh, dude. Uh, well, we could do it together. Let's okay. Just- <laughs> no, I didn't mean I share. had to give it. I was just saying I put that down there for you. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. This is a... Uh, this is the new SAB Forza or the JR Gorza or <laughs> Goblorza. Yeah. Or Forzoblin. The, uh, the 
J.R. Monstro. Mostro, oh, man. I don't or mo oh that's right. I'm never gonna say that right. Uh so okay. Joking aside, JR has announced a new helicopter. This is the Forza seven hundred, which um for those of you who are not looking and just listening, oh wow, it resembles a goblin Pretty. slash avant. Monstro. I'm just gonna always call it the Monstro. So just deal with it. I'm okay with it. I, I like that. I've name. changed. The yeah, name. that's fine. Um. Wow. Yeah. This is. Oof, uh, I'm. I'm. Can somebody help me with words here? Clone. It's. It appears, at least externally, to be a blatant ripoff. How about that? I, there's no pictures of the innards, is there? I'm. I'm perfectly fine with saying it that way. I mean, it has. At what a glance, I would think it was a goblin like sort of carbon fiber, fiberglass, mm-hmm. fuselage style tail with a wraparound canopy that molds directly into it. It does not have the carbon fiber skids. Amen, bro. And it's got an interesting side by side tray set up. Nevertheless, it looks very goblinish. It I think it's safe to say that they that they blatantly copied the goblin look. Yeah. Although, you know, while these pictures are kind of inconclusive, if you look at that top picture on there, it almost looks like it has a regular tail boom and rod guides and a rod inside there. Yeah, it, it's hard to say. You're are you right, zooming though, into Nick, it? Because the picture I'm looking at, I see no such thing. Well, well if you look at the picture one, all the way down, like at the bottom under the Forza 700 description... And you yep. zoom in, like, b- back by the vertical tail fin. Okay. It looks like a normal boom pops out of this fuselage yep. And where tail. it says JR, it's, like, etched in white in there. That's not on the outside of the Yeah, of that's the all internal. Cover. Okay. So, so it's a boom cover. Which, yeah, I mean, woo. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm not seeing the, the goblin resemblance with the front of the canopy. I mean, this is a normal style... No, you know, I, from the, the tail. From it's goblinish it because it's a quasi fuselage. Well, that's that's kind of old school. I mean, JR's done that in the past. You know what, Dan? That's actually a really good point. Like I forgot all about. They've been doing yeah. the what is it? The state Stacy's, and they do the gasser too. That has that same feature. That GX yeah. or GT. You know what? I think Dan actually caught us on that one because that is true. Now that I think about it, they have been doing this whole kind of pseudo fuselage thing for a long time, and actually, I I do believe overseas, like still doing it quite prevalent. I still think it's motivated by the goblin. I think it craze. is too. Oh, there's no whether question. or not it's a, it's original based on their you know their predecessors is another thing entirely, but. There's no doubt that from a marketing standpoint, it's yeah, because of this the success one in particular. Of the I, yeah. I do. And, I mean, yeah. it looks cool. I'm not. It I'm not going to lie. I think it looks pretty sweet, especially the black one or gray I, I, or whatever color that is. But I hate carbon fiber skids. Well, there you go. <laughs> so this is this is your your <laughs> goblin then. Hey, wait. Does do they have an 800 class? I only see 700 so far. <laughs> I am not going to buy another JR helicopter. I do not. You know why? Let me tell you why. I've said I've told you guys this story it? before. No, in that, yeah, exactly. When when you don't know Hiroko Ito personally, here's the deal. <laughs> when way back in the day, when I was doing 
um, with Dicey, the uh, RC Freak podcast, he did an interview with somebody from JR. And I've said this before. You guys have all heard me say it. And he interviewed someone from JR. And they just stood there and said, oh, yeah. Yeah, we know that most people won't be able to afford our stuff. And it just, it came off so wrong to me. Yeah, I could see that. It's yeah, just dude. like, dude. Uh, the one thing I will say is that I personally believe they got it proportioned properly, like aesthetically. I'm not, like if, we, you know, since we made some comments uh, in reference to like against the Monstro, I I think this actually aesthetically looks better. Oh, I agree. It looks way, way, way better than the Mostro. Don't like the colors. I, I yeah. think a lot of people will argue that it has probably has better aesthetics than the Goblin. I think it does. I would almost, ah, man, I, I could actually see that. I could. I mean, I, I like the way the Goblin looks. I never used to, but I've warmed up to it. But this is, uh, this feels, it feels like a more mainstream approach yeah. to the fuselaged look, if that yeah. makes sense. I agree. It's unfortunate. I mean, I would love to see someone else do something like this that will actually get it, you know, into the U.S. and have it be affordable and or a little more. Does it have a price? I don't remember seeing one, but I don't see one on here. Don't really need to. I mean, no one, no one's going to buy it anyway. No, probably not. Whatever oh, well. happened to that three-bladed head heli that they had? Anybody? Oh, they've still got some. Yeah, they've got more. Oh, coming. yeah, dude. Yeah. If you go to the news, head. they just released, not that this is in our news, but I just brought it up, so here we go. They've got a three-bladed head for the Forza 450 that they're releasing. It'll be out dude, in January. just what I always wanted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was just looking at my warp the other day, like, damn! I wish you had a three. What would head make on this heli better? I yeah, got it. When you, an when additional you crash, blade. When you crash, you always just break that one blade. Yeah, it's like I yeah. have all these spare blades laying around. I could just throw that right on three bladed head. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why break two when you can yeah. break three? <laughs> Uh, so Savix has a new line. Uh, these are pretty cool. New, these are high voltage servos. They are of the micro size. So we're looking at uh, like oh, the Align nice. 450L, Gowie X3, uh, Warp, all the new little 450s coming out. These bad boys are, are they're, they're ripping along pretty good. 0.05 on the speed at 7.4 volts and 69.4 ounce inches. I personally uh. think this was really due um, for from Savix, just because uh, you know I've had the other ones, the micro ones, and I wasn't overly impressed. They were they were kind of soft, honestly. And Jesse, I think you can confirm that. With I'm running the MKS servos. No, but didn't you didn't you fly some Savix servos originally, the micros? Oh right, yeah. The the Savix micro servos previously, yes, were a little bit yeah. soft. Okay, gotcha. That is correct. And they've also got some high voltage mini servos uh, coming soon, so they're kind of revamping the old the old power line. Which uh, I th- I man, I think it's great. 
Uh, let's see. What else can we muster up? Um, so in addition to the other plethora of models that are coming out uh, for Real Flight uh, that are you can find over on the Knife Edge forums, we've got a Logo 480 out. So any of you people who are, you know, got that thing pre-ordered or I don't I think you can pre-order it. Yeah, I think uh, the pre-order's out. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um yeah, get over there, download that. Uh, again, if you need me to tweak it, I will get on that. I'll be back on that this week. Have no problem doing that. You know, past that kind of a slow, you know, everybody's just kind of catching up from from Christmas and not a horrendous amount going on. Anyone else? News? Well, I don't... It, I mean, I think we should put it in the news section. Um, somebody want a uh, AR-7200 Beast X? Yes. Oh, yeah. Let's, he let's... sure did. So, as... Anyway, most of you guys that use Facebook realize we did a... Uh, kind of a holiday share giveaway thing with uh, an AR-7200 Beast X. Uh, thank you, Jesse, for... Putting that together and making that happen, first of all. No problem. And, um, man, we, uh, it, pretty good response, don't you think? For, for, oh, for yeah, Facebook. I, was, I know there's I was, probably a bunch of listeners who are like, what? Wait a minute. Yeah. You guys can't, what? That yeah. was a Facebook s- sneaker giveaway. Yeah, I, I got to say, I was surprised. I mean, I put up the post and instantly the emails just, you know, started just started rolling, rolling in. So, so definitely very uh, happy with the response. Yeah. Jack. Oh boy, Breck Bill, Breach <laughs> Bill, I think. Yeah, congratulations, dude. Uh, it has is it is it on its way or is it will it be on its way soon to Jack? Or it's not. Jack just sent me his email with his address, and I've got to get that to Nick. Uh, and Nick will send it out. There's even an extra little surprise in there too that we never even announced. Ooh. <laughs> actually a. Yeah, I don't even know about ext- it. That's so much of a surprise it is. <laughs> There's also a satellite <laughs> extension and a satellite in there. Oh, oh nice, dude. Nice. So he's nice. ready to rock. Ready to rock on any size heli. Very nice. And I think I saw on his Facebook that he recently got a T-Rex 800 DFC Pro for Christmas. Oh. So this may be going Perfect. on the new beast, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yard that 3GX. Pictures, Jack. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's I want to awesome. see some pictures, so send those in to us. That's right. So, any other news? Well, not really, but along those lines, guys, um, Jesse kind of laid some hints down last week, and I couldn't help but notice that some people picked up on it, and we started to see quite a, an uptake in in uh, newsletter. Go figure. You go figure. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you don't know. So, you know this this one kind of just showed up out of nowhere. We didn't talk about it on the show. Something else might show up somewhere else. Pay attention. Never know the, what we're up to. You never know. We got a lot of things up the sleeve for the first part of this year, coming into the new year. And this was just the first of many. Oh, yeah. So uh, other news. I got, oh, oh. I got some, uh, a little bit, you know, bringing it back a little more product heli related news. I know Ooh. that at least, at least a couple of us here on the show, you guys have the, uh, the Scorpion tool set, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I've got. Yeah, oh. I do. Yeah, all do all of us. Justin, do you have a set? 
I don't. Oh, you oh, loser. Dang. That's why your okay. shit don't fly right. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> almost, almost all I was of trying to keep a... silent here, Jesse. Come on, man. Well, I heard I heard a response from everyone but you, so, you know, I had to I had to point it out. He's, he said, he's going to school. He put two and two together. Yeah, I was like, oh, he didn't respond to that question. I should see what he has to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> so it it looks like they're they're carrying it on, and they now have a mini set of nut drivers that they have available so we got a four millimeter a five and a half millimeter and a seven millimeter nut driver that are now available so keeping with the same look and construction quality um these these look to be pretty nice they definitely are a lot shorter shaft won't take up as much space in the toolbox that's what i like not gonna lie might have to be uh picking a set of these up (laughs) Because yeah. I've been having great luck with all the other ones, so I I broke one. You broke one. Finally, I did. A, I a, broke one. But a hex driver. I did. I broke my one point five millimeter. Dude. Finally, uh, that's a... dude. I have turned. I mean, I have abused those mm-hmm. since I got them. They have been like it was supposed to be. I got those, and they were just going to be like my. You know, my field ones that I kept in my field kit, and then I have a set of Wias at home, but I just don't. They're, they're like, so friggin' nice that I just was, I constantly take them out. Was it from, like, normal use, or were you doing, like, a little prying and stuff with it? No, it was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I wouldn't thought. say that there was... <laughs> Crying involved, but there was some serious, excessive, twisted. Uh, Nick is where <laughs> Nick is strong like bull. Yeah, <laughs> I well, uh, well, the good part I should is have can... used a torch to disperse the green Loctite first. Uh, oh, gotcha. I twist a real hard on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, hey, hey, the good part is you can just you just order up a new one. No, it's done. It's already. Yeah, oh, you already. It, yeah, it showed up with my motor, and I, I'm all set. But that's pretty impressive because I have abused the crap oh, out yeah. of all of those, and to finally just have the 1.5 break, um, I couldn't be any happier. Not bad. Nice. I do have one more bit of news, and it's it's not really news. I kind of want to. I, I want to bring up. I kind of want to make fun of some of our listeners, kind of uh, in a roundabout uh, way. <laughs> Okay. Maybe we should talk about All this first. right then. <laughs> I want to talk about this new little game show segment that we're doing. I want to, I want to kind of mock all you guys for not ponying up and like saying, "Yeah, I want to do that." I'm kind of, what's up? What's up with that? We've had like three people say, oh, "I'll give it a shot." Come on, guys. Come on. You got. I mean, you guys can outsmart these three. I know you can. Let's... I know you can, Jesse. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm kind of <laughs> off my game lately, so so let's uh let's get some people signed up for that because we're gonna start that. Uh, we've I've got I've got a sponsor for the segment lined up. You will be getting a fifty dollar gift certificate and a hat. A, a gift certificate if you win a hat just for trying. So come on, don't be shy. Get signed up and let's make this happen. It's What's good. the fifty dollar gift certificate to Dan? It's going to be to eliteperformance dot com in Florida, so you will be able to nice. do it. Pick up fifty bucks I'm worth of it. stuff. 
So yeah. yeah, that's a good that's a good chunk. Yeah, that's a that's a set of scorpion tools. But we don't get fifty bucks if we win. No, you get shit. Ah, Damn. <laughs> dang it! It'll just continue. It'll roll over to the next uh, next contest. We're gonna do it well, once a if, month. If if you're up and you want to go against me, I'll let you win and we split it. So just shoot me an email oh, before. Come on now. And oh, <laughs> how about this? 60 40 with me. Oh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm just gonna kick some ass, take some names. Ah, uh, I think when the competition, when the when the when it starts to just when it starts to happen, I think I think all that all those side deals will go because it's about pride at that point, right? So, oh, yeah, I don't think uh, I don't sound like Donkey Kong. You don't gotta be worried. So definitely, guys, sign up. For, it's just going to be a lot of fun. We're going to have fun with it, and uh, you're going to get a hat for trying. And uh, I, I want to see some listeners put these three in their place. What, what can I say? I think it'll be fun, right? And if by three you mean Nick and Jesse, then yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, and, Nick, Nick and Jesse in that turd in his pocket? Oh. No, no, no. You three. I get to uh, I get to play the easy role in this one. I get to be the guy asking the questions. I like it. I like that. It's a comfortable yeah, I spot bet you for do. me. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for news for me. Anybody else got anything? No compass news this oh, year? I got, a, I, I got a quick, I do. I have a quick update just really fast. So we had mentioned last week that the there was that new style head on the 6HV Ultimate. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I have information that those same exact arms, those Delrin single piece arms, will work on the 7HV. So oh. that, that picture that we nice. saw is not a scaled up version. That is actually the same exact thing. Dude, that is a I really, really like that. Like so I'm, So are you and gonna, I'm are you really, gonna try or really pissed try that I just bought the conventional head? That <laughs> 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 is the season to be wasting what? money. Tell you what. <laughs> there's a lot of shit pissing Justin off. La, 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 yeah. La, yeah, no joke. <laughs> Uh, so just just a quick update. There is not another version coming out. They're the exact same part. Who really cares about compass? Unless it's well, their blades, was, of course. That's why it was quick. Unless it's their blades. I do like their blades. their blades. I'm not going to lie about that. All right. Anybody else? Can we move on? We We're can. Good. All right, guys. This week's news has been brought to you by HeliDaily.com, your daily RC helicopter news magazine. Somewhere on the other side of town lies a helicopter, broken, bent, and clinging to life. How it got there is a mystery. Was it a lockout or just dumb thumbs? One thing we do know, though, is the only chance it has for the right parts to bring it back to life? Helipros.com All right, guys, moving into this year, I thought it would be kind of fun to start off with replaying a few clips from a show that was released the very the very last show of 2012. We're going to kind of do the same thing. I'm going to play these clips real quick. We're going to kind of poke a little bit of fun at each other, and then we're going to make predictions for next year. 
So I hope you guys have been thinking about that. Let me pull up the new tablet. Oh, yeah. I got a new mm. tablet. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the new non-Mac tablet. Yeah. So the, the first one I want to play is Pinion was on that episode. I believe it was episode 66. And he made a prediction about me. And this will be Pinion talking about what he thinks I'm going to be doing in 2013. Uh, but my most fearless prediction, uh, Dan will have a compass uh, in 2013. Oh. I'm going to predict which one. I believe he will have a Warp 360. Oh, John. That's a bold statement, John. No, Dude, that's I, like... I think you're going to find it to be irresistible. I really do. Huh. That's so big, I, I think man. it's a cool little helicopter. So... That is a bold statement indeed. You know, at the end of the year, I'll, uh, oh. I can eat my crow if you don't do it. But. <laughs> 450 on top of the compass. Yeah, That's, I know. I, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the size, too. He's not a fan of the... No. I, I don't know if you know this, John, but I have this... Um, if it, five, You know, 500 at, at minimum, anything under just doesn't even really exist. <laughs> so, looks like Pinion's going to be eating a little bit of crow. I would say uh, so. Wow, dude. Still a couple, You're right. Two days left. And you know what? You held, to your, you held your, to your statement. Goblin 500 was as small as it got this year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's got the, the T-Rex 150 coming. Oh. Well. You know what? Oh, we, he's going to backpedal. He's going to backpedal, Jesse. Here we go. He's going back. It's not about backpedaling. It's about... Okay, look, I don't know what is going it's on. It's about where the hell is exactly. it? Yeah, I, exactly. <laughs> all I know is I, huh. I, I put in a pre-order a month ago, and the next th- time I hear from them was like, oh, okay, well, we're moving along. Thank you for participating. I don't know. So I don't know what's going and on. And this was, this was highly indirect? Yes. Hmm. All right. I didn't take very good notes on some of these clips, so... We're all going to kind of learn together what Justin predicted. Sweet. The, the other one, Dan, I've got, this is sort of a bit more on the nerdy side, but still, because we were talking about chargers, we're talking about power systems and taking it to that next level. Right. We saw a huge um, increase in the number of high discharge rate packs in 2012. Now, you know, 60 and 65 Cs are pretty much the norm. Not everyone flies them and not everyone really feels like they need them. But almost all of the big battery brands, in fact, I think all of them have those uh, higher discharge rate batteries. I think that in 2013, we're going to see a push towards maybe even higher, maybe 80 or 90 C, maybe 100 C. And in addition to this, this is more of a hope on my side than a prediction. I think I, I would like to see that the battery technology pushes towards higher energy density lipos. Um, what that means in layman's terms is you get the same capacity for uh, less weight. So what do you think, Justin? Were you, uh, were you on, the, on the mark with that prediction? No, I think I was a little too visionary <laughs> in that one. <laughs> a little too visionary. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I mean, I have seen a couple of packs, uh, specifically, I think, from Thunder Power, and I want to say OptiPower, but I'm sure someone will correct me on that, that are advertising 70 and 75C. But 
I've not seen anything that's 90 or 100 C. And, you know, in terms of energy density, I guess that's something we'd have to go and do the math on. In general, I think the mainstream batteries are pretty much the same technology as we had a year ago, give or take a little bit. I do believe the the new Thunder Tiger batteries are or Thunder Tiger. <laughs> Let's try that again. The new Thunder Power batteries are significantly lighter. Are they okay? So then yeah, there the you go. G, is it the G eight? Oh man, now I'm gonna I'm be caught sure. with a like. Yeah. It's either a G seven or G eight series. It. They really are significantly. <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> just freaking butcher it, dude. <laughs> Okay, um, I do believe that they are quite a bit lighter than where we were at um, a year ago. Hmm. So it's funny, Nick, that you bring up Thunder Tiger. Uh, I got a clip here uh, from you, and it deals a little bit with Thunder oh. Tiger. So let's, uh, let's uh, give that a one. I think I remember. What's that, Nick? Is it what? Is this pre or post E700? It's pre-E700. No shit. Here we go. (laughs) I mean, if they Mm -hmm. all perform well, then who can get me the parts the quickest and easiest and who's going to be at the best price? And, you know, I'm sorry, but Thunder Tiger, they're they're not winning on that aspect, you know, at at all. And, And they gave it a good run, but it still just didn't, you know, it, it didn't stick. It's not taken. But do you think it gets to the point where they bow out of the hobby or do they just continue to limp along like they have in years past? No, I think they'll continue to limp along out of the U.S. and just kind of do their thing and then maybe try and, you know, give it. I mean, this is what I keep saying Thunder Tiger. I'm not trying to pick on them, but it's it's kind of what they've done. I mean, they gave it. They limped along out of the U.S. for quite a while, and then they gave it a big gung ho run, you, you know, run, and it it really wasn't it wasn't gung ho enough. Right? They didn't nail it, and I think to to make a comeback in this hobby, it has to be perfect. There was Nick's prediction. Wow! Uh, they, and they, they did exactly definitely. what you said with the E seven hundred. They did. They nailed they it. Nailed I it. mean, they had to. They had to do it, yeah. and that I really believe that they're. Uh, so I got. I mean, I didn't see them doing it, so I was definitely wrong. You were, yeah. But uh, I was wrong that I didn't expect them to to go ahead and do that. But you know, I feel like I was right that they it had to be a certain thing. And well, I think they they did a great job. They could not have done well. No, I take that back. They could have redone the canopy and made it even better. <laughs> But always that, something, they, yeah. Well, they, dude, it's an I, I'm ugly with you. canopy. I'm with you, dude. But they did a great job with the E700 and and help launching them, you know, back up to a respectable status. So, congratulations, Thunder Tiger. So next, I have a prediction that I made that was just wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> just re- so we'll play that real fast. 2013 is going to be uh, the resurgence of Nitro. And I believe that is due to uh, the NX4. And I also think with that, you're going to see a line come out with something similar uh, in a 500 
size uh, nitro machine. Yeah. That's not quite right, is it, guys? Not too much. <laughs> it isn't, but no. you know what? I'm going to give you a little bit of credit. A little bit of credit. Because while a line did not come out with a 500 size nitro, I think we've seen a pretty big resurgence of nitro in some of the big brand names You're this right. year. And that that's the only kind of saving grace. But, I mean, we all thought, I think, that the NX4 was going to be much bigger than it actually turned out to be. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah. I, I think agree. you're right. But I think yours is probably the most valid prediction thus far. I mean, the rest of us sort of collectively shat the bed. <laughs> the prediction bed. And now I've got Which an- I'll tell you what, doesn't set you up really great for this show because now that we know how off we were, we're gonna be really conservative. <laughs> no, no grandiose, no man. So now I have another one that's not really a prediction. It's just more of a it's kind of a uh, I don't know, kind of a changing of the guard, maybe uh, a switching of thought processes. I don't know. Let's see what you guys think. We'll play this here. I bought a new helicopter. Oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's for sure. Right? It is. It is. Is it in your hands? It is not in my hands yet, but it is on the way. Money has been transferred. the The deal has been sealed. All right, quick. Quit yipping and yapping and tell us what it is. What is it? It's a goblin. Oh, oh, <laughs> I don't man. believe it. You I don't went believe there. It. Which which size? Seven hundred. I don't believe it. Yep, I did. Oh, dude. And just man. because? Did you guys just hear Justin? Did you hear what he just said there? <laughs> <laughs> That's the subtlety of this one that I really wanted to kind of point out. Oh, oh. dude. Dude, and here's why. You know, I pitched them the most crap out of anyone, uh, but but always recognize that they are a nice flying heli. And, and uh, you know, I it's it's almost I won't say that it's out of spite, but it's I, I feel like I needed to to justify and solidify that I am an equal opportunity type person. So there was uh, kind of this, the switching, so to speak. Now it's the other way around. Justin was given <laughs> Nick shit, and now Justin is the goblinite. Here we are. Maybe that's why I'm dealing with this garbage. Heli Probably. Karma. That's karma, dude. Heli karma. Oh, <laughs> nice. That hurts. You guys will notice one distinct thing. We just played about, I think, five clips. And you'll notice that you did not hear Jesse's voice. Now, I don't, I cannot, I don't know for sure because I couldn't go through every second of those episodes. And and I'm sure he had some type of prediction. I remember what it was. Do you remember what it was? Mm-hmm. What was it? What was Jesse's prediction? I, if I remember rightly, his prediction was to keep his fleet. That was his like New Year's actually, resolution. Well, that, that was my that was my resolution. That was the resolution. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. I don't. I I know I had one. I'm not. I can't remember either. Well, I don't was, remember exactly. what it is. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do it a little Probably bit different this year. Playing it safe. <laughs> we are gonna start with Jesse. Oh, perfect. Put him on the spot. We are gonna mark and make a mental note to make sure that the at the end of 2014, we are able to actually bring audio to the show of Jesse's 
prediction for 2014? I'll I'll be very specific too. So I'm either right or wrong. Okay. 2014, I am predicting my first prediction. I'm going to kind of piggyback off of Dan's from last year. I think 2014 is all about the Nitro. I think that it's coming back and it's going to come back in full force. My prediction is three new Nitro kits released, 90 size. I'll, I'll go 50 or 90 size Nitro kits released in 2014. Three of them. Okay, what about brands? Yeah. Let's okay. let's one-up this. I'm going to go with a line, another revision of something. Let's go. Even though even though they're they're saying no, let's go with a a Goblin Nitro kit, not a conversion, an actual kit, an OEM kit. Wow, Ooh. that's gutsy. And compass. Ah, oh, why not? Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's throw let's throw a compass in there. A that compass would be Nitro. pretty cool, actually. Something new, even though they're they're kind of trending towards electric. I hate to say, I might be on the in on that one. <laughs> So I know some people that know some people. Yeah, they uh, that might have been a bad prediction, but you know, we'll we'll <laughs> we'll stick with it. We can bring that we can bring it back next year. We can right. bring it back next year. All right. So there's Jesse's. We're gonna make a note. Be sure to bring this up a year from now and see how one right. year from now there's gonna be three nitros that we're not on the market right now, but they are gonna be when we're listening to this in one year. All right. That sounds real good. Ooh. That's a bold one. So who's going next? Who wants to go next? How about you, Nick? What do you see for 2014? Oh, man. Um, I would say that I see for 2014 uh, more companies that we would not expect getting into the quadcopter aspect. Possibly Thunder Tiger... A line pushing farther into it, uh, you know, not just releasing the little one, right. and, and all of them being optional standard with FPV stuff. I see a lot of factory FPV stuff. Yeah. Companies that we wouldn't expect. I would agree not, with that. Not one. going for the the Goblin Copter, the Goblin Quad, um, <laughs> Goblin Quad. You know, uh, the Goblin Copter. That would be <laughs> that would be creepy, dude. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they might. It would look interesting, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm actually going to have to completely agree with Jesse and say that I think that Nitro is going to make a big comeback in 2014. I foresee Thunder Tiger doing a new Nitro, a completely new Nitro. Like even more advanced than the 4.1? Yes. Okay, oh, like, yeah. a, like no, a ground I, up Nitro. I see Square them doing one. like an N700. Okay. Nice. Yeah. I, and I, I actually so. foresee that one being very popular. I foresee a lot more 800s, and I still foresee 14S being the standard in 2014. Hmm. I see that a transition over the course of the year from 12S to 14S by the majority of the of the companies. Yeah, I see a, a a surge of 450 to 500 millimeter bladed helis that won't run over 500. I think everyone like 
the the 550 market was really really big this year. Uh, you know the new whatever you want to call it 460 mm-hmm. market or mm-hmm. you know whatever the new yep. little 450s are. And I think that just because uh, just for no real like purposeful reason, but I think that people are going to dabble. Companies are going to start targeting for but you know the 450 to 500 millimeter bladed. Uh, the actual real beast X, I see them releasing a new fly barless system. You're such that a dick. Is a huge hit. God. Oh, that was Dan's. <laughs> that was totally mine. Better yep. start thinking. And I actually see toward the tail end of the year, I actually see Mikado. Uh, I don't think it'll be out in 2014, but I think they will announce a new fly barless system towards the end of the year in response to Beast X's mid of the year. Justin? All right. I, I, I got a whole spectrum of stuff. First off, I agree with Jesse's nitro thing, but I'm going to I'm going to change it a little bit cuz I disagree with his companies. I've got to throw Gowie into the mix. I truly believe that there have been enough people hounding. The Gowie fans have been hounding that company enough to the point where we are going to see an NX7 or something along those lines. Ooh, good call. We already know that the that mm. uh, Charlie's looking to do an alias Nitro, so predicting that would be a little cheap because it's already been yeah. sort of kind of announced. It's already been announced. But I, I think we're at least going to see a new Nitro from from Gowie, and and I I think that'll be great. I'd be really excited to see that. I also think that we're going to see a KDS Agile eight point two. I hope that we see a Compass eight HV. You can start to see the theme that I'm going on here. In other words, I'd like, and I think this was one of my predictions from last year too, which was, I I think we're going to see a whole heck of a lot more 800 class helis. And I think that that kind of came true, although not to the extent that I would have liked it to. But at the end of the day, I think a number of different brands are going to come out with the larger helis because they do see a market in it. And then that leads to the more important prediction, which is blade manufacturers are actually going to wake up and start making 800 class blades. Because right now, above 720 millimeters, there are only two or three brands out there uh, that that can be flown on those larger helis. I think we're going to see another company come to the market with a Curtis type Stingray 3d collective pitch quad or multi-rotor uh just based on the success that he's seen with that and all the hype that's gone over i don't know who it's going to be whoever it is it's going to have to be pretty ballsy which might put it in the court of hobby king i could see hobby king trying to pull a sort of uh kind of like their assault 700 which is kind of t-rex ish but not quite oh yeah um Let's see. I think we're going to start seeing 16S power systems. We've already seen a little bit of that towards the latter part of the year, specifically unlike the Logo 800 Extreme. But hopefully if the 800 class grows from where it is right now, we'll see a larger uh, a larger push towards 16S. Because let's face it, nowadays, even the 700 class at the extremes of its capabilities when you've got a pilot that's capable of pushing 
uh, you know, the, the 150 to 200 amp peaks on these gigantic 10 kilowatt systems, there's no doubt that 14S from a standpoint of reducing current is going to be more efficient. I think right now what's holding it back is more of a, a you know, what's the selection of batteries that are available because they're pretty lim- limited overall. I'd say ESCs. You think ESCs are limited? No, I think that would be the what'll what'll help change. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, that that's a good one. To Nick. You're right. Add to mine. Yeah, I think that Castle will come out with a 14s ESC, and that'll that'll change it. And finally, I think we're going to see a, a the beginning of a, a speed heli revolution, where a number of additional manufacturers maybe not released by the end of 2014 but announce their intentions of providing a more down-to-earth speed heli to the masses kind of like what goblin or sab just did with the goblin speed Hmm. nice good predictions i'm gonna start with uh nick kind of sold my thunder but i i have to still kind of agree with him and also go along with beast x is going to Step back into the scene with an updated flybarless controller this year. I also think that the Avant Monstro is going to continue to be a unicorn and will not come to the market in 2014. (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. That's awesome. I think that there will be a select few people that might have it, but uh, general public will either have it and not be able to get parts or just simply not ever be able to find it in stock. Wait a minute, though, Dan. <laughs> Do you think, despite its lack of availability, there will still be no shortage of scantily clad women at Urcha? Oh, of course. Wearing the Avant I mean, isn't that logo? what? That's pretty much what Avant is, right? It's not really a helicopter company. It's just a. It's a group. It's a company that pays chicks to go to Urcha and prance around. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, someone buy one so they can yeah. fund that trip. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I think that, uh, I kind of think that that whole 3d quad thing is going to die down this year. I don't, I don't think that. Oh, dude, you're countering my prediction. (laughs) Yeah. I just, dude, that, that's gotta go away. That's. (laughs) But if it dies, Curtis dies. Well, I, you know, every dog has his day, man. (laughs) You know what I mean? Ooh. Uh, I'm just saying, I just don't, I don't see it. I mean, we we are hearing a lot of hype about it by a very select few people, and that's it. I just don't I don't see it I don't see it sticking this year. You're calling BS, huh? Not so much BS. I'm sure it's a fine machine. I'm sure it's built wonderfully, but it, mm. it's kind of like a like a like a like a train. You know, it's like it just goes around. It's like watching a train go around in circles. You know what I mean? It's kind of boring, right? Right before it wrecks. <laughs> So, <laughs> God, I had a small list, but they're 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 all escaping me. My big one, the def, definitely the probably lost decks. on your tablet. Yeah, yeah. They, they probably are, aren't they? I actually, I too many probably. options and settings. <laughs> yeah, where's my files at? Damn it! <laughs> it's hidden behind the battery pole icon. <laughs> <laughs> but I also I think that uh, this year. I don't know why, but I, I would like to see, this isn't, I don't know, I don't know if this is really a prediction, but I personally, I guess, I guess it's a prediction. I would like to see more 
general pilot competitions in the United States at these bigger events, not friendly competitions, like not serious competitions, right? Something for mm-hmm. everyday pilots mm-hmm. to go and enjoy. I, I kind of, I'd like to see that happen. I don't know if it will. And uh, God, that's that's really about it, guys. I don't really. Uh... I got one more because Dan Dan cut me off at one. Oh, did I? I'm sorry, dude. What do you got? But but I'll sneak back in here. I think that uh, in 2014, there's going to be somewhat of a focus on electric helis and making them lighter, trying to get more out of the available battery technology that we have, trying to extend the flight times out, if you will. I'm not sure whether this is going to be, as we see with Scorpion, the little bit, you know, the more efficiency, higher efficiency with the motors and a lighter motor. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be the trend or if it's going to be a leap in battery technology, but I foresee that kind of 12 average, you know, the the 700 size electric right now we could say is average 12 pounds. I kind of see that drop into maybe 11 and a half. Yeah, there you go. Okay, interesting. Something, something changing there. Not, not exactly sure where the leap in technology is going to be, what's going to lighten up, but I foresee the electrics getting a little lighter, getting a little more flight time out of them. That actually reminds me of another, another thought that I had. I also think that it kind of goes in the vein of uh, the resurgence of nitro, even more so this year. I think, um, I think we're going to see another attempt at larger displacement nitro motors. Oh, that's a good mm. one, Dan. As in, ah, like a yes. version two of Dang. the 120. Yeah, or even like OS. one that actually oh. works. <laughs> and I think OS might give it a shot for a bigger displacement above the 105. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, because nice, it's, all, it's all about the power. You know what I mean? It's all about the power. Oh yeah, and uh, it's got to be there. I think they have to go hand in hand with those new nitro models. Yeah. Well, I also predict that RC alienation will have taken over the world by the end of this year. <laughs> I agree with that one. Yeah. Let's, but let's hold worry. on. I'm not done. Oh. I, I want to. I, so those were just like industry predictions. Now I've got personal predictions. Oh, geez. Yeah, here we go. Oh, here we yeah. go. Let me go. I, some predict, I predict <laughs> that Dan will own a multi-rotor before the end of the year. That might mean he will have sold it as well. <laughs> but I think he's going to get sucked back in. For some oh, reason, okay, yeah, I predict that Jesse will have sunk at least another eight hundred dollars into multi rotor technology above the eight hundred that he's already spent and told us about earlier in the show, and I predict <laughs> that Nick will still have the Blade Seven Hundred X. Wow! Oh, huh. really? I, I like this. I like this round robin. I like this. I'm gonna go next. Okay. I predict Justin will not have the downtime that he had in 2013. I think it's past him. Ooh. That was oh, time. dude. <laughs> That's putting me on the spot. You mean the no fly time? The no fly time. I think you're because you had you went through that like four month stretch or longer where mm-hmm. everything was just not working. I think that's behind you. I don't think too, I don't think 2014 is gonna bring that. I think you're, well, you're, thank you, my friend. You're past that. Okay. Jesse is going to be flying Compass. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know what else I mean, is that, That's just, that's a certainty. That's I'm not a prediction. I mean, that's there. like, that's I'm like go- death and taxes, I'm man. going out on a limb. <laughs> uh, 
Nick will buy and sell six helicopters in 2014. Oh, jeez. I mean, very feasible, though. I'm right on board. (laughs) Yeah, for the record, I don't... don't, There's more. I don't don't disagree. I don't really find that all that insulting. He will build two more charging cases in 2014. Oh, okay. I can see that. He will redesign his charging case at least two more times in 2014. Oh, my charging case two more times? Your personal charging case. Oh, not just building someone else's. No, no. You will redesign and re... Redo your charging case two more times. All right. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Here we go. So my my predictions then. Let's let's start with Dan. Dan is going to own and actively fly two different modeled micro helis by the end of 2014. That wow. he's, you know, very attached to. Huh. And, and Justin, I think. I think by the end of 2014, he's going to realize, I think he's just an electric guy. I think he's going to give up the nitro, <laughs> you know, after <laughs> after some of the, really? the recent tuning issues and, you know, all that. that whole and the gasser, too? Like, no fuelies at all? I, I'm just saying nitro right now. Okay. I, I think I think you're giving up the nitro. You're going you're gonna to come to that realization that, you know, electric power is just for me. Oh, that's going to hurt. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> And then on the completely opposite, Nick's gonna buy a nitro. We we can you can't hold him off for another year. There is no way. <laughs> That's a good one. Absolutely. There's By the end of no twenty fourteen, Nick will have owned at least one more nitro. Oh yeah, for sure. I will, and and it's gonna I will be raise you. I'll give you one, and I'll raise you one more. <laughs> let's, so do let's I get it. mine? Yeah. Do I get mine? Yeah. Okay. I think that in two thousand fourteen. Jesse will purchase an 800 class helicopter. I think that in 2014, I uh, I actually think that Justin will own no internal combustion engine helicopter. <laughs> and by the end of the year, will actually own no goblins, no SAB brand helicopters. Wow. Oh. Holy cow. What's he going to fly? Um, <laughs> Oh, screw you, Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I think that by the end of 2014, I think that Dan will have actually played Justin through numerous different 700 class electric brands as far as tried this, tried this, tried that. And I do believe that by the end of the year, Dan will have settled back down to a priority of a line. Wait a minute. What do you mean play to Justin? Dude, you have like one of everything now. Yeah, you got a lot. You went on a spree. You have to admit you went on a, a big surge. You tried some helis. Okay, yeah, that's you fair. You're right. And I you're don't right. think that's bad. No, no that's, like that's record, true. Okay, I wasn't sure what you meant. I'm on board. I think that Dan will do that same thing and let Impulse rule his 700 class throughout the year. <laughs> For 700 electric class. Yes, electric. So it only yeah. starts with the alias, but there are going to be more to come. I do believe that, yes. There will hmm. be uh, probably two to three more to come throughout the year. 700 class electric. Hmm. You might That's you might not be far off. I don't know about the whole yeah. going back to a line, but man, I got my eye on a couple different electrics right now. Oh, that was good. Yeah, that was a good one. That was a good. I one. can't wait to make New Year's resolutions next time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
before we move on to what we're going to talk about next, though, I want to just bring up, I, I wish I would have taken notes when I was listening to this, but I did, we read some emails last year and uh, we had some rather astute predictions by some of our listeners. Dieter, in fact, made one. That's, he said that fly barless controllers will, by the end of this year, in 2013, will have governors and self-leveling and be price pointed in the $200 range. He's not far off. I, they, they're yeah, getting is, there. They're getting there. Not all of them are there yet. No, but I mean, geez, they're, I, he's well over halfway there. Yes, I agree. We had, I think it was Bob Alberding made a prediction that this 2013 was going to be the year of charger and charging cases and building and, and increasing the technology of the chargers and people focusing on charging cases. Wow. I think that's a pretty solid one right there. He nailed that one. Three really big charger players. I mean, with the Cell Pro and the 4010. Yeah, iCharger releasing two. I'd say that's so. uh, That's almost dead on. Oh, yeah. That's a. Here's what I want to do to get some listener involvement in these predictions. Now, I'm going to create a file. I want listeners to send me an email at danadversalienation.com. We're not going to read them on the air or anything. I'm going to get them, and I'm going to immediately store them away in a file. We're going to have some fun with these at the end of 2014. We're going to go through some of these predictions that listeners think. So whatever you think is going to happen, send them to me, and we'll just tuck them away, and we'll bring them out a year from now. Nice. And we'll see. we'll see how spot on everyone was. Okay. I like it. So we'll we'll do that. So Nick, I keep hearing that you have this secret squirrel stuff going on. And I think it's about time that, you know, you might want to let the listeners in on what's going on. Dude, you know, it's secret squirrel stuff. I I just can't quite do that. But I, I will drop you a literal secret squirrel hint. If you guys head over to hobbyparts.com, you can enter a code RCHN10 and get 10% off your Gen Zace batteries. So there it is, guys. You heard it straight from the source. Head over to hobbyparts.com, enter in RCHN10, and get your 10% discount. This is kind of a tough subject, and we've actually talked about how do we do this. Because the, the last thing that we want to do is come off like we're trying to be braggadocious. You know, that's not what we're about. We mentioned at the beginning of the show, you know, we are a group of people, all of us, all the listeners, we are the nation. We are a group of people that have a love for this hobby. And together, we have created what RC Hilly Nation is. It's important, I think, because we get this question a lot. You know, what, what is it, you know, how many listeners do you guys have? How, how big is the nation? Where are people listening? Dude, I get that every week. We do. We get that question a lot. And, and we, we kind of, 
you know, we we kind of come up with kind of a really non-specific a lot, you know. Quite we get quite a few. Cuz we don't it's not we don't want to be throwing numbers around, but we also think it's important for listeners to understand what this has become with your help. As you know, yeah. you talk to one person out of field and they start liking us and they talk to another person and it's just it's a it's a steam roll ball roll. What am I thinking of here, guys? You know Snowball. <laughs> snowball. That's what snowball. I'm thinking of. It just continues snow roll. It's a snow roll. It's a snow it's roll a, with a little a, bit of steam in it. And yeah. And it yeah, just I mean I th- it just uh, grows. It gets big. And that's the key point is like Again, to to say what you were saying before, Dan, about being braggy, that's not what it's about. It's about, I I feel like it's as much giving back to you guys so that you can appreciate the impact that you've had. I mean, it's just just us four dudes talking shit every Friday after or every Friday evening. And, you know, we could do that every week if we wanted to. And if we didn't have the listeners out there you know, enjoying it and spreading the word, then we wouldn't have numbers to quote. So this is this is all because of you guys. And let me add, with that being said, we are really proud of the work that we put into the show. And we're proud of these numbers that we're about to give you. I mean, it's it's humbling. It's it's amazing to to think that a concept that just came to mind has grown you know we with the addition of nick and justin and jesse you know nick and i were talking the other day and and not to take away from everybody that's been involved with the podcast rob and jake and and all the guys you know we are our sailing nation version 2.0 but we're really on a new era and version 3.0 i mean we're not going to change the name of the podcast it's a new it's 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 a whole new feeling and i think most of you as listeners can appreciate that and you can you you sense it you know it right i'm not i'm not saying anything that nobody doesn't know we we hear yeah. it all the time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. that certainly doesn't take away from the fact uh, and i want it, it's worth mentioning and i mention it as often as i can those guys that had a lot to do with the start of the show, Rob in particular and Jake and all those other guys, man, they, they were a huge influence and we've moved on and we've created this <laughs> ensemble and this is what we are. It's grown into something that is beyond just the four of us. It encompasses <laughs> people literally oh, yeah. as you're about to find out all over the world. Well, that being said, the total number of countries comes to 109 countries. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give you the top 10 countries, and then I'm going to kind of scroll through and just give you some random, like just every now, you know, we'll just kind of pick a few. So it's, you know, some of these countries I've never even heard of. <laughs> That's kind of weird. <laughs> so, um, nice. There's no shame here. So, all right. The first on the list, obviously, is the United States. Australia. Number four is United Kingdom. Five is Canada. Six is Germany. Seven is Singapore. Eight, Norway. Nine, Ireland. Ten, Switzerland. Uh, it, then it goes on to countries 
South Africa, Netherlands, Denmark, Costa Rica, Belgium, Hong Kong, Austria, uh, Japan, France, Finland, Spain, Brazil, Malaysia, Greece, Poland, Puerto Rico, Slovenia, Trinidad and Tobago, uh, Serbia, Bahrain, Italy, Honduras, China, Romania, Portugal, Kuwait, Israel, Bahamas, Ukraine, India, Slovakia, Colombia, Turkey, Mm. Isle of Man. Oh, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's where they got the badass race. Yeah, you're right, yeah, dude. Guy? You're right. Yeah. Isle of Man guy, you are freaking stunned. Yeah. <laughs> Saudi Thank Arabia. You one dude. <laughs> Philippines, oh. Bermuda, Egypt, Croatia, Iceland, St. Martin, um, Latvia. Latvia? Latvia. 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 Uh, Venezuela, Fiji, Pakistan. Oh, here's one. Uh, Sri Lanka, Malta. Oh my gosh. Goes on. Bru- okay. Brunei Darisium. B R U N E I D A R U S S I L A M. Holy criminy. Yeah. I ran. Someone didn't just lean on the keyboard. Luxembourg, <laughs> Chile, Vietnam, Paraguay, uh, Jordan, Morocco. Sudan, Lithuania, Ecuador, New Caledonia. So the point is, we truly are a nation on a global scale. I mean, it's really, it's kind of weird to think that the four of us get together on Friday night. We just do what we do. No real preparation to speak of other than some very minor stuff. Uh, one me- half-ass news, half-ass news that's wrong most of the time. Right? Some deliberate inaccuracies. <laughs> we we have one meeting um, earlier in the week where we kind of talk about what it is we want to talk about on Friday. Uh, you know, there's constant communication between the four of us throughout the week, and we just none of this is scripted. We just do what we do, and thank you to all of you folks in all of these countries. It's quite amazing. I never would have imagined that the Barcy hmm. Nation would be heard in so many countries. So those are the countries. I didn't. Can I be honest? Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even know there were that many countries. <laughs> uh, geography was not my strong suit. That's no. awesome. So thank you for teaching me something. <laughs> There's another stat that I, I think is pretty impressive. So, you know, we all have our 16 gig, 32 gig smartphones, you know, that we carry around in our pocket all day. And so there's there's roughly about a thousand gigs in one terabyte, talking data here. And over throughout this last year, the podcast audio data here that we're moving, we averaged about seven terabytes per month of downloads so you can do the math there on how many smartphones that would fill up but it's quite a few so you multiply that out for the entire year of 2013 with a grand and that leads to a grand total of 84 terabytes of data this year 
to, to put that in perspective, and this is quite amazing, I have a, a Mac that has a two terabyte hard drive. To fit all of that data, I would have 40 of these things lined up in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's over, uh, that's about 5,000 16 gig smartphones that we've filled. This year, <laughs> I completely like filled. it. Translation: We are a bunch of long-winded bastards. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> those are some big mixes. Wow, no, and that's that, a that's a lot of editing, there, Dan. It is a lot of editing. Yeah, yeah, no joke. It's a lot of hours. That would be another stat. That's uh, that's something we could kind of come oh, up with. Oh, that would be a concerning stat. So let's think about that for just a minute. Let's just say, you know, the shows have been going a little bit longer uh, the last, say, few months, uh, two and a half hours, we'll say. So we'll say maybe two hours if we wanted to kind of, and that would be a fair estimate, I think. Don't you guys think two hours per show? Sure, yeah. yeah. On average, mm-hmm. two, yep. Yeah. That's like, what is that, 108 no, it's 112, isn't it? 12, yeah. 112, 112. hours of audio. It's about four and a half days. Yeah. Wow. And with Dan looking at about three, 312 hours. I was going to say <laughs> easily four to six hours yeah, of editing per episode. Yeah, because he listens. Yeah, he goes back through our tracks. <laughs> yeah, I have to listen to the show twice during edit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a lot. It, it it's it it's a lot of work, but it's not when you're really doing something that you enjoy. It's really not. Work. It's fun. Yeah. Here's the it's deal. I, you know, here's the thing that I love about what we do, uh, particularly the editing. Is I get to look, I know what we talk about because I'm here, right? But when I'm doing the editing, let's say I have a family member over, like if my brother's here or I'm watching his kid or whatever, and they happen to be here the night I'm editing, they're watching TV and they keep going, What in the hell? what are you doing over there? I get to listen, I know what we're gonna say, but I still find myself laughing out loud. Yeah. <laughs> and when that's nice. happening, <laughs> I know we're on to something. It's a lot of fun. This has been a lot of fun. Well, okay. So what we're looking at here is if you take all of those 109 countries that Dan just mentioned and those seven terabytes per month of data downloaded, we're looking at one episode downloaded every two and a half minutes, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 365 days wow. a year. Once every Worldwide. 150 seconds, there is an RC Heli Nation episode downloaded. That we, really Worldwide. puts it into perspective. Do we have the stats pulled up from last year? Do we do we know what last year's average was? 2012, we went from one every four minutes to one every two and a half minutes in 2013. Very impressive. And what does that translate to? That would translate into probably, you know, for me, uh, the the country thing is just, they're all crazy. I mean, I I don't even, terabytes are are hard to fathom for an average person anyway. Um, 
you know, the country thing was probably the big shocker for me. I, I just, I had no idea. I mean, I really had no idea. Uh, it's just, it's, it's crazy. It's ridiculous that there's that many, you know, different countries that are listening. But, you know, we, we've got a couple days left, so we're averaging the last couple days um, for this year. Uh, but, you know, we can't say thank you enough. We did break a pretty large, large goal for this year, which was the 200,000 mark, uh, reaching a total of approximately 207,750 <laughs> downloads in 2013 averaging we're creeping up on averaging uh, lately we're getting really really close to averaging 20,000 a month and the scary part which I, I find this is the part that's just creepy for me and is exciting for the record and this shows this is like the perfect example to you know to tell everyone and and to relate to you guys as the listeners what what impact you have on this the growth is every single month i mean every single month it doesn't i, I think over the last two you know last year and this year we went we had a slight decrease maybe two or three months over the last two years all the rest of the time it's growing and growing and growing at a steady rate i mean i can remember last year joking that you know during urcha we just saw a crazy insane amount of downloads it was like everyone went and you know saved all everything up and then downloaded like the whole all of the shows uh to listen on the way to urcha and we were just shocked and like it, it was unheard of well now we're coming up on averaging that number you know and it's just like wow, this is insane, and it's it's growing, and we've got awesome momentum, and it's all because of you guys. There is no question. We can't thank you enough. Your support means a lot to us. It's a lot of fun. We're not going to – I mean, that's we say that constantly, and, and I think it's pretty evident when you listen to a show that from a group perspective, what I love about what we do too is is when one of us is having an off week, the others – kind of make up for that. And that's the beauty of having a four-person show. You know, not everybody can be on every week. You know, someone's going to have a down week. When we're all on, uh, we, and we've been feeling really good about the last few episodes, they've been great. We've been having a great time. We worked through all of our technical issues that we had for a few months, and things really have just been been clicking and clicking nicely, and we're, we're just having a great time. And, man, it just – it you, the listener – it's just, it's you guys, you know, the Florida gang that, that just really represented at OHB recently and, and everybody that's telling their buddies at the flying field, this is, this is what these numbers are directly correlated to. This is, this is a direct effect of listeners enjoying what we, what we're doing and sharing it with your, with your, all your friends. And we do appreciate that completely. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. It's been a it's been a great year for RC Healing Nation. We saw a, a lot of growth. We we have big plans for next year. Uh, you're going to start to see some new segments. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, buddy. You know, we kind of did a bit of a teaser. We're, we still, we can't talk about it yet, but we do have some a very exciting announcement that is going to be right at the first uh, of next uh, year, next week, I guess. It, uh, mm-hmm. it may or may not be ready to be released at that point, but it will be shortly thereafter. There's some bugs that we got to get worked out. Really cool and exciting stuff. It's just a lot of fun. I can't, there's no other way to express it. What is it about doing this podcast that you guys really enjoy? I can tell you. My favorite part is my absolute hands down, no question favorite part is getting emails like we did last week. Hey, we're going to bring up the email again. Yeah. Well, I I mean, (laughs) I know I get it. I get it. It's, uh, it's, you know, we all have, we are, we, we really are just, uh, we keep saying this over and over, but it's like, it's so true. It's pathetic. We're just four normal dudes. And, you know, we all have, uh, everyone has battles. Everyone has their own battles and we are all, I mean, the epitome of humans. And, um, it's just so cool to to know that, you know, we've been there. All of us have had our highs and our lows on a personal level. And for me personally, it is to hear, you know, someone say, man, you know what? Like I was just, I was really bumming this last year. And, you know, I flew helis a couple of years ago. I got out of the hobby. Things haven't been going all that great. Stumbled upon your podcast. You know, it just kind of rejuvenated my love for the hobby and back into flying and I'm feeling great. It's like that is worth everything for me because I know because I've been in those down low spots where you just sometimes you just need that one spark, you know, that one bit of of feeling, you know, human again and, and seeing some some hope and some fun to get you back up going. And I've been there. And so I know how important that is. And then when we start, you know, when we see the numbers like we have, like we just talked about, it's it's exciting for me to be like, wow, look at look at all the people that we could potentially be helping. You know, I mean, the 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 technical the technical stuff. I, I know a lot of people have just loved to come to, you know, come to to like the show for that. And that was a that was an accident. <laughs> I think so anyway. I think it was just kind of an accident that it all worked out that way. And um, and despite, you know, I, I understand that that is a valuable thing to have on the show. But for me, just being able to be me and, and you know, chit-chat every week and know that it could maybe make someone's day better. It's like, dude, that's worth it all. Yeah. How about you, Justin? Yeah, so, uh, you know, mine's got a similar theme to Nick's. Uh, Really what it comes down to for me is being able to interact with the listeners and and get to know them. I mean, Dan, you know, a few minutes ago you talked about how you think it's really cool that when we have a bad day, everyone hears that and that kind of makes it more personal and the listeners get to know us better. But I think over, you know, the last year and, and even longer than that, what I've found to be the biggest part of of the podcast for me is getting to know other listeners. And I can say there are a number of people, not not just five or ten or, you know, 
but dozens of people who I have met through the show, most of them online through emails or Facebook or private messaging or whatever you want to call it as a result of the podcast that I can now consider to be very good friends without having even met them. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and the really cool part is knowing that as we, as we progress into 2014 and beyond, and hopefully things do get big, uh, bigger, um, as we've been trying to do, that'll get us the opportunity to get out to more events around the country maybe even eventually one day around the world. And that that allows us to connect with those people who maybe you've only been used to talking to in text form. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's really exciting. I mean, it's all about being able to relate to, to someone on a personal level. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I do enjoy hanging out and, and just shooting the bull every Friday night, but what it really comes down to is how that allows us to connect to other people in the hobby that share the same love that that we have for for helis. I think for me, one of the main things and one of the most eye-opening things was, you know, a little bit later on in this year, we get people, you know, listeners that we've, you know, just chatted with online. I've never actually met most of these guys, but you get people that want you to come to these events, these different events that they're, you know, asking you, oh, come put a you know podcast on here, or, you know, here all the way across the country, maybe. And I think just the amount of listener response and how you get that uh, personal connection to those people, I guess that that really caught me by surprise. I definitely didn't expect, you know, people that I've never even met before so generous and some, you know, some of the offers that have been made and stuff like that. So just being able to come here, I guess, Friday night for us and, you know, laying it all out there and just having people connect to that to, I mean, let's, let's face it. This is just, we're just four average guys. Like we always say, this is actually what happened to us in the last week. You know, this, we're not making anything up here. So there's, you know, people are connecting to our personal lives, to what we're doing on a personal level and just our weekly life. And, I guess that that really kind of caught me by surprise. One of the things that that is really that means a lot to me is uh and we get emails from from folks that express to us their appreciation for what we're, what we're doing and it's it's really it's really neat to see the trust uh that listeners have in what we say, either whether it's from a technical standpoint or or what have you. I mean, there's a there's a level after a listener gets to know us just by listening to a show, they they kind of they get to feel like they know us and they they trust what we say. That means mm-hmm. a lot. That 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 kind of was when it comes right down to it, way back when our alienation started, there was one driving force. I was isolated from any heli interaction. And I thought to myself, the best way to get conversation about helis was to start something like this. And it's just grown into something I never imagined that it would be, that it would grow into. And, um, you know, the, that trust means a lot to us. And we take that very seriously. 
you know, when Nick or, or Justin or Jesse, you know, do a technical topic or when we're just expressing our true, you know, what we're feeling, it it's real. We come to the show and we do what we do and it's real and we couldn't be, we can be wrong. We've been wrong and that's okay because what we're saying at that particular moment is what we feel. It's real. It's what we're feeling. It's what we're, you can't do this every week and fake it. You know, you can't, you can't, you couldn't keep that straight. A hundred and some hours of audio, you have to be yourself. And it's, it's, um, I keep and saying good ones and bad ones. <laughs> they're, 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 yeah. And that's funny. You know, it's <laughs> funny you mentioned that because we, we do a show and we listen to it. We listen to the edit and we listen to it. Oh, it's like, oh man, what, you know, do I even want to, what, do I even want to yeah. release this show? Come what on. What are we thinking? But you take the good with the bad and, and, um, you know, and for an example, a lot of the, you know, this has nothing to do with the, the content, more so the production most of the listeners can appreciate, you guys can appreciate, I, I would assume, the, the production value of the show. You know, these types of things we, we really painstakingly put a lot of effort into. It's a constant learning process. We're all a bunch of amateurs. We don't really know what we're doing. We're winging it. And um, we're having a great time doing it. And, and, oh, yeah. and doing it for all the right reasons, as far as I'm concerned. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what makes it a lot of fun. Yep. Next stop, world domination. <laughs> world domination. <laughs> well, guys, it's been a great year. Man, been a lot of fun. Hell yeah, man. 2014's right around the corner. 2013's done. Nick, if I wanted to yeah. get in touch with you, how would I do that? Uh, you would send me an email at nick at rchelynation.com. Jesse, if I wanted to get in touch with you. Shoot me an email at jesse at rchelynation.com. Justin, if I wanted to get in touch with you. You can send me an email at justin at rchelynation.com. I am Dan. You can reach me at dan at rchelynation.com. Dan K. Reed on the forums as well. And uh, Facebook, it's it's growing. We're going to be at 3,000 before you know it. And, uh, of course, always check out the webpage, the forum, chat box. This has been episode 118, the final episode of the year. We sure hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we've enjoyed making it. We'll see you next year. Adios, 2013. guys. Talk to you next year. See you next year, guys. This has been a production of RC Heli Nation, LLC, and is brought to you in part by HeliPros, KDE Direct, Progressive RC, and Jen's Ace Batteries. We thank you for listening, and if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please feel free to send us an email. Jesse. No, I'm just saying it's the he's being a show actually. He's being a <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, <that> is... <laughs>
I don't think our American listeners would appreciate that. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> Can't understand normal thinking. Oh, that spells it out. 